0: Like this, I'll tell you that. Sounds like shit, who's this Gary Newman? This
1: cars? I'm just trying to find something. <laughs> Damn pretty
0: girl, you ain't done it again.
2: All right. Oh yeah, Is that edge. That edgy. No, I'm not looking for edge. I'm looking for some kind of beat where we won't get sued. <laughs> That's the whole yeah, goal of every one of these. That helps. Look. I, I like to play Rolling Stone so much until yeah, all of a sudden we're getting uh, cease and desist.
1: <laughs> Don't they know we have Laura and blue jeans on our side? Good luck. <laughs>
0: Look, I'm going to tell you right now.
1: I'm going to tell you right now. I'm pissed, and I'm pissed at this audience. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to start it right off the bat. It's amazing to me how self-centered and arrogant this little fucking audience can be, that none of you, none of you could be bothered to thank the legendary John Howard who did an outstanding job giving you the most boring score updates from the World Cup? And the World Cup ended today. And none of you could be bothered to reach out and thank John, who would often write, That's a nice goal, two to one, France. Okay, he did the whole World Cup. Did he really? No description, Sorry, John, I didn't see no information. <laughs> and none of you could come out of your goddamn caves long enough to reach out on social media, John Howard, CBS 8. And go, hey, John, good on you. Thank you for the most (laughs) uh, nondescript recap of the World Cup. Get some sleep, big boss man. Nothing. Because Katar will be here. (laughs) Cutter, whatever they call it. Shit. Four years away. Yeah, John. John, I will miss John the most on social uh, during World Cup. Because John was literally. Was he really
2: doing this for a month? Yeah. The whole time. and And nobody, nothing. Ah, oh, poor John. Nobody replied. John's been in this market for almost 20 years. 41 years John got here.
1: John, <laughs> A week before Ted. John John anchored with Doug Oliver on Channel 8. Clark Anthony, Doug Oliver, Gene Cubison. Yeah. Um, who else was here? Dave Cohen. <laughs> they were all here. How do you remember these guys? It's I don't have
2: any idea. It's crazy that you remember this shit. That's something else. Yeah,
1: I can't remember. My wife said to me, soon to be ex-wife, we're hanging yeah. out tonight. We we're talking about my sons who are blue and uh blue eyes, kind of blondish brown hair. Yeah. She was giving me the whole breakdown because she has brown hair and brown eyes. I feel like uh I feel like uh Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Remember that scene in True Romance with Christopher Walken? What year did that come out? Oh my god, like eighty-seven? Okay. At least True it, romance. Christian Slater.
2: Yeah, at least it's more recent than your boy Nick Canapa, who took a line from my favorite year. I saw that today. We'll get to that in a minute. So my wife is
1: explaining to me that because um her mom has uh blonde hair and blue eyes as well, yeah. that her brown hair, brown eye jean was not as strong, and it's as much because she carries a blonde blue gene, and I carry a blonde blue gene. that our kids ended up that way. It's not just dad. I was like, wow, pretty cool. She's like, did you do anything? Did you do biology at all? I'm like, nah. But if you ask me who was the News 8 lineup yes. in 1981. <laughs> you got it all down. Yeah, nobody ever is like, what the hell happened to Dave Cohen from Channel 8? Where's Bobby Estill from Channel 39? (laughs) Where's Larry Saknoff? What happened to those guys? Yeah, where are they all at? Where's Len Ping? I don't know. I can't tell you any of that. You've dropped Len Ping for 20 years. Len Ping is the shit because Len Ping used to do the news, and he would do this the whole time on the desk because he was so relaxed. (laughs) Yeah, Len Ping was the man. I don't know what happened to him.
2: (laughs) Al Keck. Probably drove management crazy. through the microphone doing the tap with his fingers. Did it the whole time. That shit would drive me nuts. Yeah. You you know what cracks me up is on uh, KUSI. um, Paul Rudy will have guys like Bernie Bernie Wilson come on once a week. Yeah. And Bernie sits in that chair like he's a goddamn three-year-old and cannot stop spinning back and forth in his chair. (laughs) I'm like, dude, just stay still. For one goddamn second, stay still. And he's just spinning. Just like bring your kid to work day. All
1: right. So my question is uh, we're now a little bit more, and you brought up Nick. Yeah. He he falls into this too. Um me and a couple other guys bought a handful of seats. I mean, I'm running the guest list. I can put in anybody I want. Yeah. But Dave, we're going to scally some media members. Okay. Uh, Ladonna Harvey will be there who That's are gonna, great. going to be great. Um Stevie Woods will be there and some great. others. I think Stacy Taylor's coming up from Mexico, which would be amazing to me frank anthony a couple others but we need a couple of names for those of you that will be in attendance you go hey we reach out and see if person a yeah. can make it and uh and i'm just wondering for you who are some of the guys well is susan
2: the vincent gonna show up
1: yeah i think she, i okay, think she'll, that's a big one <laughs> sam will be there sam bass is coming sam bass will that's be a there. big
2: one too yeah those are big that's, that's that's cool. Um,
1: I reached out to uh, Jagger and Christy, too, because yeah. they were really, really great to this show. They've always been great to yeah. us, but especially when we started. So they're kind of there. But um, do you have anybody else you look at? No, you go, I'll be honest
2: with you. It's, it's a funny what question. What about Nick? I'd love to have Nick Canepa there. I'll try to get Nick. Yeah, there. Nick being there would be fantastic. Nick always has an excuse. Right now, he's that guy. There's always a reason not to do something. Yeah, he
1: doesn't want to get in the car and drive around, huh?
2: No, and then but then it'll drop that he goes somewhere, you know, that he'll go visit somewhere. He'll do something else. But, yeah, I'd love to get N- Nick in the garage. I would said to him, I'll even come pick you up. It's not that big of a deal. I just drove down there a couple of days ago. It's Little fit. Italy? Yeah, it's not as far from Eastlake as you think. It's no. Really, it's a 17-minute drive. I can go and yeah. pick, that, pick him up and bring him right back and bring him back home again. Yeah. Piece of cake.
1: Well... He's got to come here for for the garage, because uh, Nick is legendary, and he was great. I loved his column today because he was talking about people on Twitter. Like Nick's really active on Twitter. Yes, I like and it. Nick gets it. But um, yeah, I thought he was. There's so much to cover with Nick, and Nick, I I sent out the link to the Deadspin article talking about when Nick made the draft choice. And uh, he just has so many incredible stories about this town, the people that were part of it. Yeah, just have him here unfiltered. Yeah. I, I mean, we went 240 with Darren. That wouldn't shock me. We we could go a while with Nick. Exactly right. With Spanos uh, and you everybody just else. Pick him up.
2: Don't you pass right through there every time you're on your way here?
1: No. <laughs> you wouldn't pick Nick in the car. Nick and I would go. Nick and I would go right to right to Mexico which is uh which is weird to mention because we've we've talked a lot about this and Dave this is actually true you know Thursday night for the first time in a long time yeah i had one of those nights where you go dark and where you go dark and it got bad and it got really bad for me on Thursday night and it's one of those things where you realize that people that i guess it's depression that you deal with oh yeah but what was weird for me on thursday was i i knew what was going on i was aware of it the whole time um but i was trying to make mental notes of it for for here yeah like i was trying to document as much as i could god damn man it's bad it's bad for anybody that gets it it's really really bad now um there was nothing in particular that triggered it. Yeah. Which I found interesting thinking about it. Um I think you know me as well as anybody. Yeah. I, I feel like up until that point I had been in an incredibly good place in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And it still happened. Um never had any kind of thoughts of suicide or anything like that. There was no part of the night. But this is what happens for me. What happens for me when I get to that point is I have serious thoughts about pulling the car over and watch, cell phone, wallet, all basically just in the trunk and just
2: and just leaving. Me just walking off away from your car? Really? Yeah. Does that mean that that's that's interesting. That's interesting.
1: And and so when you when you said about Mexico, um there's I was thinking, I'm like, okay, well, cash, my own cash. Yeah. Not the not the charity money. My yeah. own cash. <laughs> no, 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 no. Charity. It was really
2: funny. Three and that Trevor was, Hoffman baseballs and charity money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Luckily which i i a part of i laughed at yeah. and i go okay well fuck at least i'm coherent enough to say well i'm not clearing that out yeah um but there was a part of me where i go okay how much do i have i do have a current passport that's funny so i was like if i just parked my car at the border yeah. and just left like and you go yeah. god damn this
2: it's scary though man i don't think that that part's not crazy for what you're going through then everything makes sense but for people who want to escape their their day-to-day, yeah. you know, even I think a lot of times when things are going good, like, like, do you do this move? I've done this move a million times in my life where I go, this is as good as my life's ever going to get. And it might not be that great, but it's still, this is the best it's going to get. I remember when you and I were doing the show for the first time on 1360. So we went from in 2007, oh, we went from 103.7, a show that we love doing and we were away from sports, and that was scary, but it was a test for us and to see what we could yep. do. We loved it. I think it shocked us how much we loved doing it. And then it ended in six months, not from us, but because of Don Imus, and all of a sudden everyone who does talk radio is out. We, we've addressed this a hundred times. We were out, and the story was we were going back on another station. I think it was Kogo. Kogo to do Nights Coming yeah. Out of Roger. And it was going to be the same kind of show we've been doing, which we were kind of looking forward to. Kind of We bummed. wanted
1: to do, and especially with my background having worked for Roger, yeah. Knowing he would be our lead-in and knowing my relationship with him, I knew that he would encourage his audience to stick around.
2: Exactly. But in my mind, I was thinking, I didn't want to go back on AM. I wanted to be on an FM station. I I
1: would have been all right with us. Um, It was funny. I was in Hawaii,
2: getting
1: married at that time. I was fine with us going on Kogo at night because we would have, if you remember, Dave, the way it was, we were going to come out of Roger and we were going to go into Art Bell. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool window for us on AM because we're on the huge stick at AM 600. We didn't have to do sports talk. And we had built a momentum, kind of had found our way with what we were doing on Free FM. And I felt like coming out of those two shows, it gave us a huge amount of flexibility topic-wise. And Brian Wilson and Cliff Albert without meaning to fucked us by putting us back on 1360, which you and I were reluctant to do.
2: Yeah, well, and no, obviously I had no signal strength. at None, all. Sure. none at all. And it, for radio guys, I mean, a dream scenario is, even though it doesn't matter so much because people find the stations, is to be kind of in the middle of the dial. What I mean yeah. is 600 on AM if you're scrolling through and nobody exactly scrolls anymore. But 600's in the middle. 97.3 is actually well, a great point. We talk about that all the 600 time.
1: 600 would have been great because yeah. you're all the way to the left it, it, and it's it, preset number it, one.
2: It, it, it's, yeah, well, for me at least, I always went like 570, 600, 640, like that. Yeah, that's how, I
1: think that's actually how I have my car right now. But that, you would have been I do too. one or two where yeah. 97.3 is probably about four for me.
2: 1360 was, was a bad spot. 12, yeah. next to airport traffic. <laughs> it, was a bad, it was a bad spot to be. Anyway, I remember we ended up going to 1360, and yeah, there's always that, that ego for I think a lot of radio guys that, hey, we're doing mornings, but you and I weren't those guys. A lot of people go, well, if we weren't mornings, we'd still do radio. So yeah, the morning thing was never a big deal for Jeff and I. Anyone who has ever done mornings will tell you, you feel like you're you're aging you know, 30 times faster than anyone else because your sleep schedule's so fucked up. But I remember we went through it. Costa was great. You were great. Rosie followed us. He was great. So the people around us were fantastic. But I remember thinking, man, I'm not doing this for more than 10 years. Like, yeah. if, if we're lucky to do it, I, I remember counting the days down saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I remember, and we've had this talk with Costa, who said it, too. He said, there are times driving and you are like, I just don't want to do it. We understand it's a great job. But he was like, man, I, I don't want to do it. And I remember thinking that having the same feelings yeah. that Mike would talk about. But at the same time, I'm thinking, man, my kids are young. They're healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is as good as it gets. Well, it did get much worse for me mm-hmm. at, at, for, for a while and you you, you kind of wonder those things. Do you start chasing? But it is easy to be, you know. I say your own own worst enemy. You get in your head, like you said, you were on Thursday night, and all of a sudden you're going, "Holy cow, man! I'm 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 going in the wrong direction in this. Uh, what, what's going to happen?" And we we freaked out to the point where yes. okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say, dude. Where you freaked out to the point of I got to get the hell out of the house to kind of run away from myself.
1: Um, I was already out of the house. Okay. And. You just go dark, man. It just, it goes dark. And you, the funny thing, Dave, was what I was coherent enough to do was think about people that have taken their own life. Yep. And what I was thinking of is they were probably at this level, and then sadly it magnified for them. But at that point, I was very aware of the relationship with my kids. I was very aware of the relationship that I have with friends that care about me and uh, so many in this audience. And it doesn't change anything. And that, it doesn't change it. No, you can you're, see why people don't make the phone call. Yeah, you're aware of it. Um, like I said, I knew I wasn't in any kind of danger of hurting myself or hurting yeah. anybody else. But I just sat there and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I have not been here in yeah. a long time, and so it was just, "Don't panic, just ride it out, be aware of it, um, and try to think about what's going on." But it, it, I didn't call anybody. Yeah, I didn't, didn't. want to
2: talk to anybody. I think a lot of people do that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and you understand how that happens and but i just go shit like you just you just kind of control it you just kind of find it and slowly but surely um i found myself like driving and you're not even necessarily aware of where you're driving and this is really funny we're
2: going in a particular direction
1: um like i was south but, but i wasn't heading for the border yeah And then I found myself kind of in the Midway area. There's a lot, and like I used to have a P.O. box down there, so I was down there every night, and you kind of know that area between sports arena and that whole area, and it's a little bit of not a safe zone, but I know my way there pretty well. And this is what's really funny about how you started the show and talking about Mexico and all that, because I do. I'm thinking I could just fucking pull over. I just pull over. And throw all my shit in the car, and I could be gone. Yeah, I could just be gone to fucking Mexico and adios, muchacho, and who gives a fuck? You just are like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And this is the crazy thing. All of a sudden, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to Mexico, and I need to do something. What gets me out of it? Yeah. And I.
2: Lay girls. No. <laughs>
1: it was not lay oh. girls. This you're gonna laugh. For me, it worked. Um, There's a huge target on whatever that is, Sports Arena Boulevard. Yeah. And you get out in your brain. For me, it felt like if you've had different people. But for me, it felt like I'd had two really strong rum and cokes, like where you're in a fog, where you feel like I'm walking. Um, I wasn't medicated. I wasn't incoherent, but you're just fucked up. And I go into this target and I go all the way in the back and I, I was looking, I knew what I wanted and I was like, there's no fucking chance they're going to have it. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I found the best of the stones.
2: Really? That's what you're looking for. That's funny. Found it. I would never have guessed.
1: And I went up, I got a bottle of Aquafina. Yeah. And it was like under my thumb and Ruby Tuesday and eventually like give me shelter. And yeah. just layer by layer it just wow. kinda pulled you out of it and pulled you out of it and pulled you out of it. But man, I'm telling you, <laughs> when you look at people and you go, you know, Bourdain or Kate Spain, believe me, I'm not I'm not yeah, I'm not making this more than it is. I'm just telling you it can come up on you immediately. Yeah. And you go, you took your meds for the day. Great conversations with friends, talked to my sons that day. Everything was yeah. fine. And at 8 o'clock, you just go, holy shit, holy shit. And you go, that's why we're doing what we're doing, man. That's why we're doing August 1st. So uh, I'm cool, yeah. good. Thank God I have this forum where I can come and I can talk about it and yeah. be like, yeah, shit. I mean, the excitement of all the different things. That are I, I can't even, literally, I can't keep track of all the shit coming in yeah. for our silent auction. Uh, it's so exciting to me and overwhelming to me, and none of it at that point <laughs> mattered. No, no. And that's why, if you're affected by it, Dave, and maybe this goes for your dad or, or anybody else, understand, you can feel at 4 o'clock in the afternoon like you have everything by the nuts. Yeah. And it's six thirty, man. <laughs> you better, you better be ready to go. Yeah, it was fucked up. But no, no, no.
2: Well, it's good it, now. It was interesting that you walked into a Target because I was tell people I, I might have even said this on there before because we've been you know at a job so many different times and I talk to people who are at a jobs, but it's their first time through it. Yeah, you know, no one ever wants to think ah, I got fired or I got let go. What happens to so many people? And I always give the same advice is. You gotta leave the house every day. Yeah, you gotta go to a Starbucks. You gotta you gotta yeah. shave. You gotta shower. You gotta leave the house every day, because next thing you know, the hours have gone by, and the time that people are at work, and you know your friends are at work, nine to five goes crazy fast when you're at home. Yeah, and if you don't leave the house and you don't you don't you basically go about your day, it's gonna get bad, and you're gonna fall into that dark spot. You might not come out.
1: You know where I'm incredibly lucky, and I know I'm incredibly lucky. Is that if I didn't show up somewhere for 12 hours, there'd be a lot of fucking people that would be like, where is he? Like a lot of people. And and Dave, I think about how many people that if they don't show up. My man, John Leslie, man. John Leslie was such an impact on me at KGB. John John passed away and was in his house for three days. Wow. That breaks my heart because there's part of me that takes her. Now, he and I were not. We wouldn't be texting friends or anything like that. But that just it bothers me to this day, 20 years later that you go, fuck, how did that happen? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, I, I would not. <laughs> there I would not be able to just go Jack Reacher and drift off. Somebody would figure it out. And that would be that's fine with me. I don't I don't hate that at all. But I but I think about people that go and I know plenty of you there's plenty of you that could drop right off the face of the planet yeah and that scares me to death for you
2: i remember when i was a kid my neighbor across the street died and was in that house for over a week you know and nobody knew over a week over a week and i mean i was a little kid i was i don't know maybe eight years old at the time yeah and uh it was it was it was so strange i was like when my dad said yeah he he, he died you know then i said how did they know and his neighbors like they started to wonder because the lights never went on and off and then they as they got closer to the house there's a smell and everything else and he's trying to explain it I you know I didn't understand death exactly all I knew about that guy was he wasn't a good dude when I knew him you know what I mean right. when, when he was alive yeah I mean I'll, t- I'll tell you the two two stories about this guy he was uh it was an old white man this is in Nashville Tennessee I might have been maybe 10 11 now that I look back at it because I think I comprehend a little bit more but
1: was it Tom T Hall
2: <laughs> Not tom t hall that's <laughs> ralph emery you asshole you jerk tom t hall so two things about this guy he pulled on me one is to show you how crazy it is. we had a house that was one story house it was it was a big house but it had this big giant window with my mom put a piano right in front of that window okay and we had a maid that would come to the house once a week once every two weeks black lady yeah and he shot at her from across the street
1: with what?
2: Like a the the shotgun. I don't know, what to tell you. With God a shotgun. God damn. What Tra- do you
1: think she was breaking in?
2: No, just because she was a black lady. Shot at her. Bullet right into the piano. Almost killed her. She quit Shocker. <laughs> and and God we damn. we had to call the cops. Not like cop. it hit her. No. <laughs> yeah, my mom was upset as a bullet hole in the piano. And we needed a new window. Yeah, she quits on the spot, freaked out. But I remember my parents saying, yeah, she quit. The neighbor shot at her. I was like, what? You know, kind of like, what the hell's going on? God
1: damn. What he, happens to him?
2: Oh, dude, He didn't go to jail in Tennessee. I guess it's acceptable. I don't remember, but I remember he, he wasn't in prison. No pain, no foul. But here's, no here's blood, the deal. No foul. My dad didn't do shit about it. You know, like whatever happened, happened. Yeah. I mean, call the cops, I'm sure. But here's where my dad lost his mind. The same guy shot my dog. Shot my oh, dog in the front left fuck. leg. Front left leg. And the dog, we, we used to let the dogs out, and the dogs would come back in when they were done with their business, yeah. and we never had them on a leash. There was a lot of room on the property. And uh, my dad was petting the dog, and blood was on his hand, and he realized the dog was shot.
1: That's the toughest fucking dog in the world. Dog <laughs> didn't even bark or no, yelp didn't or didn't cry nothing.
2: or nothing. Down, it was a Dalmatian. Holy shit. My dad immediately goes across the street, I'm watching him through that same window, knocks on the guy's door, and as soon as he opened the door, he punched him in the face as hard as he could. Good. Yeah, and dropped him. But my dad didn't drop the guy when he shot, the, shot at the maid, but when he shot at the dog... <laughs> That was, that was enough. No reason to
1: escalate was, already uh, intense situation. I
2: guess that was it. But anyway, going back is the, the guy passed away. This kind of leads into, I would kind of jump into what you're saying and, and where you well, were. Well, let me stop. Go I ahead. Just wanna, uh, go ahead, because uh, I, I, I want to follow neighbor, through with this. Yeah, go ahead. I
1: visualized that guy. Do you see Escape from Alcatraz? Yeah. Yeah. I visualized Doc. Yeah. Remember, he was Very the freaky close. guy in Home Alone, too? You know what? That is a great call. Okay. I Am visualized I Doc to too. Guy? I would
2: say the same thing. That was Doc. Okay, yeah. that, that creepy old fucker. <laughs> that's that's a great call.
1: Mr. Warden. Remember he had that yeah.
2: weird voice? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh my go God. back to No, No saying. problem. Okay, so go into to what you're saying. One thing about what we like to do, Jeff and I, we when we meet people, we ask a million questions. Like yeah. I always get frustrated with my wife and I'll say, did you ask this? Did you ask that? No. But I think that just because we've interviewed so many people and we like to get to know people, what makes them tick, what makes them do their thing. That She doesn't ask the question I like to ask. So last week I'm talking to my mother and she says to me, hey, here's the deal. At some time this year, I need you to come back to Tennessee. We're going to have an unveiling for your father's tombstone. I want you to be there. Oh, wow. And I said, shit, all right, I'll I'll, I'll go back. So she goes, pick a date. I said, all right, I got to figure it out. And then she says to me, she goes, I want to drive cross country back to San Diego with you from, from Nashville. And I did, yeah, you just, just rolled his eyes. I don't know if you could hear it in the microphone, but that was me, too. And I went, fuck, I don't want to drive cross-country with my mom. I've already done that before. I've done it twice. I did it once yeah. when I was 6. I did it once when I was 15. I don't want to do it again. And I'm like, shit, and of course it's my mother, and I got to say yes. You know, what am I going to do, say No. Because I'm telling her, Mom, why don't you just buy a plane ticket and ship the car, is what I told her. Yeah. But now she's like, you can save money on two plane tickets, and we don't have to ship the car, and we can make it in two and a half days. And- you guys are going to be fucking <sighs> Theo and Louise. Yeah, we will be. I'll be driving right off the cliff. So here's the deal. All right, yeah. two things. One is I'm like, Mom, I got to drive the whole fucking way. I'm telling you right now, if yeah. you drive, I'm going to lose my mind. Two is I realize... I have nothing to say to her. You know what I mean? Like, when Uh, I talk to my mom on the phone, we get along great. But those conversations at the most go an hour. But I get sitting there going, I can't spend 27 hours in the car with my mother. And then I started thinking, okay, if there's anyone on the planet, now here's my question to you. Anyone on the planet you can drive cross-country with and you can talk to and go, you know what? I could pass the time, 27 hours to the person. Oh, I could do it with you in a minute. Okay. (laughs) I I could probably do it with you, too.
1: I could do it with you in a minute. I could do it with Lisa Ann in a minute. (laughs) could do it with Susan DeVincent in a minute. Uh, who else could I do it with? I could do it with Jeannie Pepper in a minute. I could do it with... Uh, I'll tell you who I couldn't fucking do it with. Steve Woods. <laughs> Steve Woods would have let you get a word in edgewise. This fucking guy. Listen to the fucking nerve on this guy. Now...
2: I just listened to your podcast the other day with Steve Woods.
1: <laughs> yeah, was I on it? <laughs>
2: The only advice I'm going to give Steve: You got to let the guest talk a little more. Shut up! <laughs> Ask the question and get out. Stop talking about your yeah, life. Exactly. So
1: this fucking guy says to me: Did he mention on the podcast? Was that on the podcast when he asked me where I was doing Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. He's Cinderella yeah, and Rat. Absolutely right. And Rat. Okay. Did you hear what the plan was? The yes. plan was that he was going to Uber to Carlsbad, and then I could drive to Costa Mesa, so he for the- could get drunk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was going to buy your ticket so he could get drunk and you'd be his driver. Yeah. He basically didn't need you. He just needed an Uber driver.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but now, I, but keep in mind, I got to stay sober for the whole show because I got to yes. drive. Yeah. And I'm going to be with a fucked up Steve Woods at a rat concert in Costa Mesa. Yeah. Who's that appealing to? <laughs> I was like, how did he for a minute think I was... Now, thank God my kids... And I did. I had legit kids thing. Now, he did something yesterday that yeah. I thought was incredible. He and Hannah, his beautiful wife, took their son, Bo, who now is healthy and is Steve's loving every day of being a dad. Yeah. And it's so great to see. They Poor little Bo was sick early on. And now he's feeling great. And I love the fact that as a family, they went down and were part of Pride yesterday. Yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. And... uh I thought that was really cool. You know, I just, to me, Dave, the the things that make you happy, I love family pictures like that. Some yeah. guy makes it a political thing on Steve's, one of Steve's social media outlets. Steve's like, dude, I'm just trying to post a picture of my family. And you go, yeah, it's, it's cool. And he loved it. And I go, God, good on him, man. Yeah. He's such a fucking great guy, and he's family to me, and he's a maniac. And I was just so happy for him where he is in his life until about eleven AM this morning when he goes on that same Facebook page and he goes a little pregame chirotherapy or the shit James Shields did. The, oh,
2: is that what he did? The frozen He froze sh- himself.
1: And I'm like, hey, Chase Sutley, calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and uh, I, I just go, this guy is a fucking maniac. You know what I thought was cool That's yesterday? By the
0: way,
2: I did speak to him for the first time since, I think, doing the, the podcast of the day. That's been I, a couple of weeks. Well, I know you talk to him. I talk uh, to him all the time. Yeah, the reason I don't call him is because you know what it's like when you have oh, a newborn sure. And I'm always afraid, is he trying to catch up on sleep? Or she, is for the sure. baby trying to catch up? So I'm always afraid when's the right time to call. But I, you know what? I reached out to him. As, as Jeff says, the baby wasn't feeling well the first you know six months. Beautiful kid. But man. I could tell in the pictures because oh my, my God, son was the great, same right? thing. I said, dude, I know he's feeling good now. And he, he yeah. said, absolutely. He goes, now, now it's fun. And I said, dude, I knew it would be it's all great. right. But it was it was a tough run. Any parent who's ever had a colicky kid will tell you it's a tough run.
0: You know what
1: I thought was, was cool? And I, I think it says a lot with everything kind of going on in the world and hatred everywhere. I thought it was great that all the local stations yesterday were all over social media uh, posting from Pride.
2: Yeah, the newspaper front page.
1: I thought it was great, man. I, I thought it was great because um, knowing people that live in that gay and lesbian world and just hearing their stories about there's still discrimination. Oh I mean, yeah, it happens. But to see that and to see um, the ones that I saw, I saw Carlo and Barbara Lee and I saw everybody from Fox 5 was big. Um, I thought Stevie Woods and Hannah and just others being down there and being a part of it and saying, look, maybe I'm not gay. Maybe I'm not a lesbian, but there are people in my life that are and I understand what they go through and I'm here to support them.
2: I thought that was cool as hell. You know, it, it's amazing how far that has come. Isn't that amazing? Do dude? you remember in, if this was... 15 a, years ago? Hell, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, there were jokes yeah. about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, people would make jokes. What are you doing Saturday? Going to the you know yeah. Pride Parade? I mean, there'd be a joke in there. Yeah. You know, and so, it, it, yeah, it has come a far, far way. Here, here's something that's kind of interesting. We have a close family friend who we socialize with all the time, and one of their sons... Just recently came out. Kids a sophomore in college and he came okay. out and, and said, This is who I am. And I'm thinking, Oh boy, you know, this kid's family is, you know, pretty strict, military yeah. family, the whole deal. This is not gonna be an easy road. Man, their his family couldn't have embraced him any better. Yeah. And not only did his family, his parents go with him, their closest friends went with him, you know, people that you yeah. would ne- that I would never guess would ever go to a pride parade. Yeah. Showed up in support of this young man. Yeah, it was pretty pretty great to see. As I said, everybody deserves the right to a happy life. Yeah, and, and to see the acceptance. Now, unfortunately, this is San Diego, and it's not like this in other parts of the country. You go, you go to the Midwest; it's it's not exactly acceptable. The South; it's not exactly acceptable. There's still yeah huge uh, strides for people to make to to go in the right direction to make sure everybody gets a fair shot.
1: I remember when we were at Free FM, and we were social media was just kind of taking off, and Twitter and Facebook and everything. We found there was a different Dave and Jeff, and it's two gay guys in Arizona. And yeah. we put them on the show, and they were goddamn great. They were, they were. hysterical. Yeah. I, I don't know how we do it. All I'm telling you is this. If anybody can help us next year, yeah, this podcast has as big a footprint as these rinky-dink AM sports stations have. We want the Dave and Jeff show in that goddamn parade.
2: (laughs) You know what makes me laugh is we're putting shirts together for this event on August 1st. Okay. So I get the artwork back, and they say, we need you to prove this. This is on Friday. Oh, I guess guess I'm not part of it. Well, I already declined it, but I'll let you know on the final one. So the first artwork is, it says Dave and Jeff. It says established uh, 1998, San Diego, California. And I write back. Hey, it's fantastic, but it looks like this is something you get at a gay wedding. I go, you got to put yeah. "show" in there somewhere. Yeah, it has oh, to be yeah. Jeff Show. Yeah, and it is the Dave Jeff established nineteen ninety eight San California. And I go, hey, that's it's fantastic, but you're missing the word "show." Yeah. I go, let's do this again. Get <laughs> it going here, Get, let's get, some- get when- it going. When I finally get that one, I'll send that one to you. And tell me if you approve the artwork.
1: All right, here's here's what I want next year. Okay. I mean, goddamn the. Public. My wife was in it with the Public Defender. Yeah. Why can't we get a flatbed truck and show, and I mean this sincerely, show our support for Geekster and anybody else in this that are part of that community to say, God damn, we love you and thanks for supporting this show and we would love to be there on that day. And let's just bring our whole bunch of fuckheads like Fryer and Barkley and Curry and whoever else miserable Padre fan all of them dude let's get the Dave and Jeff flat would you do that
2: I would do it of course I would I
1: think it'd be great I think it'd be great man I I think it would be great because uh look I'm shocked anybody listens to the show I sincerely am I have no idea when anybody listens to this thing (laughs) and then when you meet people that have a little bit of culture in their background I'm even more shocked I have no idea why these people listen to this shit but if we could find a way, we've got one year to do it. If we can find a way to get a truck and be part of it, I'm a hundred percent in. I think it would be goddamn great and and go down and hang out and celebrate and thank those guys and, and men, women, transgender, whatever you are. Goddamn man, yeah. there you you guys understand. We we're fuckheads to everybody in this town. We don't discriminate how dumb we are. <laughs> um, but I I would love it, man. And if you guys wanted to ride on it and shit, let's go. I think it'd be a goddamn blast, Dave. I'm telling you, I think it would be as much fun as anything we do. I'm telling this show. I've said. I'm telling you 15 times. I'm turning to Sean Salisbury. I apologize. Maybe you heard <laughs> I had a bad night Thursday. Let me up. Um, the show's about giving back to the community is really what we're all about in the 20th year and getting back out into the community and doing it and whoever wants to roll with us whoever can say hey I know who to talk to Yeah, people be like huh (laughs) who are those guys that Mac and Joe no but um but we we want to we want to be part of it next year. Yeah, we're we're, we're putting out the request. We want uh, we want to be we want to be out and and thank everybody in that community and be part of it. And look, goddamn, it's great publicity yeah. for the show. I'm not gonna lie to you, but everybody who goes every year and Steve said the same thing. Steve yeah. was out there yesterday and said he had an absolute great time. I feel like every radio station. Should be out there, and and congrats to the radio stations that were there. Congrats to Fox Five Absolutely. and Channel Eight and everybody else for realizing it's a great day in San Diego. Faulkner's out there, the police yep. are out there, all those guys. And as much as we bitch at those guys, good on all those guys for being out there. What a cool day! Yeah,
2: again, front of the newspaper this morning. You know, fanta- yeah. fantastic job yeah. they did. Yeah, they, we're in. They did a great job. All right, so uh, so you're you're one, not counting me, but you're one person to drive cross country with. Who I can want to I Go dri- back to this real quick.
1: Um, Who could I drive cross-country with? I could drive... Should I go male, female?
2: You go whatever you want. How many do you have, total? I, no, I, I just came to one. I came to one. You came to one, huh? Where I can make 27 hours pass. I think it's Lee Sand. I, yeah. could, I could talk to her, have a million questions for 27 hours. Yeah. What are you going to do when she says, hey... Shut the fuck up. Did you put your <laughs> headphones in? Did you put those ear pods in? <laughs> when she's like, Dave, you drive... Because
1: Randy West and I are going to be in the backseat. <laughs> Randy West is
2: in the car too? No. Why? you would be I'm funny. I'm, I'm just thinking, oh, man, I don't need my mother in this car with me. You know,
1: because Dave, you know.
2: And I get along with my mom great. That's not an issue. It's just 27 no, fucking hours. And then she's going to be here. It's not like I'm dropping her off. Yeah. She's going to be here. She's she, going to stay here. She's coming here for two months. Here's why you're fucked. Yeah.
1: And I, your mom's amazing. And it's always been sweet. Doesn't yeah, she's doesn't a matter. nice lady. Doesn't matter. You're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked because it's a new beginning. Yeah. Her new life starts today. And part of that new life is going to be shit she's always thought about doing. And she's never done. Like a fucking rhinestone cowboy hat. <laughs> Get ready for that. Get ready for fucking denim. And then you're going to have to stop somewhere, David. And she's going to want to sing yeah. karaoke. Uh, Coal Miner's daughter you know what? And She's shit. Not, she's not that she, mom.
2: She, she you know, wasn't.
1: She, she hasn't been that mom yeah. until this trip starts. She used Don't to love the tel-
2: Carpenters and Neil Diamond when I was a kid. God damn it. <laughs> when we only just begun yeah, driving down the 40. Song Sung Blue? Now Dude, what? She used to play Song
1: Sung Blue I'm all the time. I'm telling you, man. The writing's on the wall. <laughs> Think Stop of acting so it was, naive.
2: It was my idea. The deal is with her bringing the car out, at least i will get her to leave the house. You see what I'm saying? She brings her car out. Then she says, I'm going to go visit my brother in Sacramento, visit my friends in Los Angeles. We'll get her out of that. Get out of here. They're going to all want to come stay
1: down here. (laughs) Dave and Rita have plenty of room. You can. The boys can sleep out in the garage. He's got a couple of big couches out there and a TV. I'm telling you one thing, kiddo. You better look into this shit. You're walking down a slippery slope, friend. So she pulled. Run, so cowboy, get ready, Dave. You guys are gonna be taking pictures behind that big captain's wheel on some riverboat in St. Louis. You're fucking done. All right. So when I when I
2: call her the other day and ask yeah. what she's doing. She said, well, there are a couple things I want to do before I come out to San Diego. Here before, it comes. Before, <laughs> no, it's I want a back yet. tattoo. No, she doesn't want a back tattoo. She says, I want to go visit my best friend in Georgia. Her best friend used to live in Nashville. Her husband passed away, got remarried, lives in Georgia. And she goes, I'm going to go visit her. So she goes to visit this lady that she's known 35 years, okay. at least 35 years. And she gets there and her... Her husband and my mom's best friend are both big time Republicans. Love oh, Donald Trump. Shit. Okay. My mom is a big time Democrat, does not like anything about Trump. And I told her, Mom, to shut the fuck up. Okay. Just bite your tongue. Yeah. Your guests are there. Just let it go. Don't enjoy do it. Enjoy the peach en- cobbler. Enjoy <laughs> yeah. Sit there for a week, talk about whatever you know, you're going on in your life, but don't bring up politics. And she says as she's walking out the door, she just turned around and let it loose. And oh she just says, God. All I'm gonna say is this that Fox News is on twenty four hours. And the last thing I'm gonna say is Republicans love two people more than anyone on the planet that aren't they aren't related to. You Ivanka. They go she goes, They love Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And Ronald Reagan wouldn't be friends with the Russians. And number two, they love Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ wouldn't come back as a Republican. That's it. And she walks out and she goes, I think Feeling I'm really good. She's never gonna talk to me again. And her husband yells, well, we got to do something about the borders as my mom's leaving. Fuck the borders. My son lives seven miles from the border. He never breaks it up. You live in Georgia. Fuck off. <laughs> like you can't end a relationship with fuck off. Yeah. I think things are going to be okay. And she goes, I just couldn't take it anymore. I go, mom, you almost made it. You had 10 minutes close. to go. And, and that's it. So that's it. Now she has nowhere to go but San Diego now. Do you see? She has no reason to stay in the South anymore. She just burned a bridge with her longtime friend. It's over. She brought up Jesus Christ and... <laughs> Ronald Reagan. She has nothing left in her cards.
1: I'm not liking where this is going.
2: I got nothing left. I'm like, i got 27 yeah. hours in the car coming.
1: 27 hours. Now, <laughs> now, okay. You started Nashville. Yes. What's the what's what's the route? Okay, like where we go? This is
2: the route we did. We you go to Nashville. Okay. okay. You go to Memphis. Yeah. You go to Arkansas. No, hang on.
1: Stop right there. Yeah. Memphis. It's probably the last time you guys are going to be in Tennessee. you going to Graceland?
2: Yeah, no, no, she's not. She's not moving yet. She's going to see if she can handle it for two months here before she sells her house and then makes it a permanent move.
1: Okay, but let's just no. Let's, I'm not,
2: Maybe Graceland, maybe. You know, I've never been to Graceland. Yeah, I've been. Why either. not? It's my, only it's only a three hour three hours into the drive is Graceland. Yeah,
1: you got to go. Do yeah. that. Yeah. Now you got a story.
2: Okay. <laughs> now I got a story. And uh, by the way, tell you you, my buddy when he started crying right outside. <laughs> Went from Los Angeles to Graceland, never been. And he said he just started crying right outside <laughs> Elvis's house.
1: Look, I learned Elvis trivia this week that was so fucking great. And I can't believe nobody's ever taught this to me. Yeah. So at work, we get these catalogs of auctions like yeah. sports and music auctions because um, sometimes the autographs are used in trading cards. So we had we got this catalog that was given to me. From, like, rock icons. Um, It was all kinds of really cool shit from, like, Prince and the Stones, the Beatles, all this signed stuff. And they had some Elvis uh, memorabilia. One of the things that was in there was the official certificate that made Elvis's right-hand man, Sonny West, a black belt. And do you know who? assigned him a black belt in that particular form of karate? No. His sensei Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking. I was like, what is going on? Here? I think me giving out yeah. black belts. That's hilarious. To you and Leisure Fryer, yeah. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. <laughs> miserable Padre fan he's in who else Walchef. yeah all you guys you guys are all black belts now I'll oh, sign that's off because i'm an official licensed yeah. sensei i go what the hell is this how come i never knew that elvis was the guy
2: that is too damn funny right
1: like if you go yeah. to gracie jujitsu yeah it's one of the gracie fans like they started it yeah now, signed off on this day by Sensei Elvis Presley. Like, <laughs> like what'd you do to get that? Ah, oh, I loved it, Dave. I wish I, I would have gone. I would have been pretty high on that. That's, that's a piece cool. of. Yeah, I don't have a lot of music memorabilia. Yeah. Almost none. But if I can find anything that gave any of those guys, no, Sonny West was the guy that we worked with. At. Yeah, that's what I thought you're talking about. R- nah, that's, that, well, fuck, Sonny's probably a black belt too. <laughs> Red.
2: Whoever those guys were, Red There's and Sunny, a red. yes,
1: all those guys—they're all black belts from Sensei Elvis.
2: That's funny. As
1: and I want—I want one of those.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm going to spend my kids' college money to get that. <laughs> so, so you'll go to Graceland. Okay. So now, am I going to see BB King Museum, anything like that? I'm done. Timberlake's restaurant. Yeah, Timberlake, not bad. All right, so that's three hours in. Okay.
1: Okay. Now you're looking at three hours through Graceland because you got to take care oh, of it, Christ. right? So now you're two o'clock in the afternoon.
2: Home. Just want to get home. You just go cry. Damn it! So then here we are. We go from Memphis, then we okay. hit Arkansas. There's nothing to see in Arkansas. Nothing. Clinton okay. Museum.
1: Would uh, you go to the Clinton Museum? No, I'm not. What if they got the Lewinsky dress? I've
2: got, no- <laughs> I got nothing. to see in in Arkansas. You know, my mom probably would go to uh, to that. You're absolutely right. To the Clinton Museum. Yeah, yeah. she would. She loved uh, she loved uh, Gore and she loved Clinton. She loved both those guys. Um, then it's Oklahoma. Then it's Oklahoma City. Shit. Okay. That Bob sucks. Stoops have you over? A, no, I'm not going to go see Bob Stoops or Landry Jones. None of those guys. Okay. Then it's down to Texas. And then it's Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, oh. California. Wow. How that,
1: many How many
2: nights? Two nights in a motel is what she's already told me. Two
1: <laughs> nights in a motel? A goddamn cannonball run? Dude, I, I've done it to drive twice. I'm going to say four nights in a motel. No, I'm not.
2: Look, no. <laughs> you're you're driving. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you right now, I'm going ten hours, ten hours, seven hours home. Done. I just drove back twice from Arizona. I thought five hours was gonna kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do twenty seven. God damn. I'm gonna call four nights now. No, I'm not. I'm not going to the Grand Canyon. Not doing anything like that. Sedona, get no. turquoise. <laughs> not doing that. I'm not picking up uh, what you call it. Uh, that brush that my mom used, uh, tumbleweed. My mom tumbleweed, left, flat yeah. somebody told me to pull over and pick up some tumbleweed.
0: No.
1: God damn it! Bring a bring a flat <laughs> shovel and give all roadkill a
2: proper proper burial.
1: Uh, who controls the remote inside the motel?
2: Oh, that's funny. God damn. It's, everything's me. That's the thing is I got to lay the groundwork. God I gotta, damn. I got to drive, all right? I got I to drive because I'll drive fast, all right? And Who then, buys dinner? Oh, she'll pay for that shit. She'll do that. Yeah. She'll buy dinner. She'll feel bad. She'll pay for everything.
1: Can Can you even enjoy
2: any music at all, or is it just going to be the conversation of? I'll tell you how it's going to go right now. My mom will pull this move. I know her. She just She likes to get upset. So she's gonna, yeah. as much as she said She'd be perfect for Padre's Twitter. Yeah, she would. She would. She just likes to get upset. She will, I guarantee you, we're going to listen to Rush. Because she fucking hates Rush. The so band? She, no. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, what? You're listening to Tom Sawyer. Oh, I'm 72, you asshole. <laughs> My mom's not throwing like, it. My mom's phone like, does doesn't ring. Hate- and you don't hear limelight, you dick. God dang it. Why would Rush piss her off? I'm about Rush Limbaugh. Fuck. You would suck at password.
1: I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck Kenny Lee did to her? <laughs> I was it. like, I swear to God. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> the band. I'd be mean, <laughs> like, I could get it if she <laughs> listened to Supertramp. They're a bunch of
2: douches, no, but. no. She hates Rush. She just wants to get pissed. Like, she, started,
0: she calls she the newspaper. She hates RBO Speedwagon. Yeah. We'll
2: have to listen to that. My mom cancels the newspaper all the time just because she gets upset. That <laughs> like, lady, you cancelled it four months ago. Still, well, don't bring it yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, so anyway, that's. Okay. No, she's just going to want to piss herself off. She just wants to get angry, she likes to get fired up.
1: Um, God damn, dude. I swear to God, I thought you meant the band. I was like, what?
2: <laughs> 72. My mom yeah. Put it long. back
1: on. <laughs> Put that live shit on. Um, a lot of people upset, and it's funny to me right now, Um, with the Padres as a whole. They okay. hate. This town's such a bunch of dumb shits too here's here's i got leg- a million padre things to ask you. go ahead well, here's a legit reason why about ninety five percent of you ninety five percent of the fucking Padres fans are fucking dumb shits. here's how you know if you fall in this category yeah everybody was ready to run Joe Madden out of here on the first bus three three whenever the fuck Anthony Rizzo took out Austin Yeah. Hedges. no kidding. when was that? That was last summer. God damn, I felt like that was this year.
2: No, that was last summer.
1: God, time flies by. Okay, you're all ready to run him out of here and beat the shit out of him, go pile on him uh, from Full Metal Jacket because he took out your beloved Craig Elston swoons over Austin Hedges. Well, now you're all ready to take him behind the barn and jerk him off because he said how much he loved the brown uniform. What is it? Dude, that is so bizarre. Do you hate the guy or do you love the guy? Yeah. There's a great wrestler, Dave, named Mick Foley. Mick Foley was hysterical because he would do the same thing every time when he was (laughs) on wrestling. And he would always say, it's so great to be here in Des Moines, Iowa. And the crowd goes crazy. He'd always give a thumbs up to the camera and wink. It's called a cheap pop. It's simple. It's It's a carny term. Yeah. It really doesn't take too much. So when I saw the Joe Madden thing, and I'm reading all you dickheads who are like, "Ah, Joe Madden's great. I just wrote cheap up. Yes, that's all he did. He played you all. He's a am- goddamn be like, hey Joe, we don't need your help, okay? Yeah. You almost broke Austin's beloved legs, and then who's gonna hit a buck ninety eight for us if he's out? <laughs> but we have such a Napoleon complex in this town when it comes to our yeah. sports teams that if a beloved Joe Madden who drives a fucking RV around town, I, I don't need an RV guy telling me, okay? Joe, I can handle it. I don't need your input on this. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. The guy was public enemy, number one, but now because he loves the brown uniforms, we're ready to retire his kidding. number. Yeah. You, I think there are people in this audience that would be fine if we retired Joe Madden's number. If Joe Madden's the deciding vote to get the brown jersey,
2: Instead of retiring Steve Garvey's number. You're 100% right. That is the most bizarre thing going. You hit it right on the head. I couldn't understand that, that whole deal. What's the deal? They loved oh, him. Just, here's here's a, a sales trick for you, okay? Anyone who's in yeah. sales knows. Do Don't, you like this shirt? <laughs> what you do is you get people to talk about themselves because people love to talk yes. about themselves. You ask about their wife. And the, the thing that will help you with any relationship in sales is asking them about their kids. People love talking about their kids. Yeah. Joe Madden just gave you what you wanted, and That's you guys it. all fell for it hook, line, and sinker. You dumb shit. Jeff just pointed out to you he's the same guy that said Rizzo was clean. Yeah. And you guys were ready to hang him up, just like you said. Absolutely, and all of a sudden he makes one comment about the brown uniforms, and he's the greatest guy. Going, we are so well, damn dumb. name sandwich after you're right. him? The 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 cheap pop line is is perfect because I remember when I one of the first concerts I went to, I went and saw Genesis and Phil Collins. Yeah, great to be back in our hometown of which he drops every single every time, night, and the crowd, you're right, goes ape shit. He tells you what you want to hear. What he used to say, yeah. great to be back in our hometown of Nashville, Tennessee, I'm like, bullshit. If Phil Collins lived in Nashville, yeah. I would have known. we would know it. <laughs> we would know it. But the Joe Madden thing drives me crazy. A lot of Padre fans drive me nuts. The, the article in the paper today, I thought, about the uniforms. First, of all, I couldn't believe it was a front-page article. But the, the whole deal with the Padre uniforms, here's, the, here's what I see. Tell me if I'm wrong. They give you the brown uniforms every week on Friday. Yeah. They give you a throwback uniform, the 1998 ones, which are my favorite. Yeah. Okay. They they and then you they get whatever a combination, whatever the hell you see that that aren't great looking, but they give you different avenues. And then when you're trying to figure out which is the right uniform to go with, I I, I don't even know. What? Well, I mean, it's it's so crazy man that we have this conversation. Okay, l- let's say we do solve the uniform problem. Let's say it goes brown. It's yeah. the brown, the yellow, the one that you like. Okay. Yeah. If they said the orange is out. The brown, the yellow, the one that you like. Now what are we going to complain about? That's it. That's it. We're only happy if we're fucking miserable. Yeah. And
1: it's it's funny to me about however long it's been, two months ago or so, I went to lunch with Wayne Partello from the Padres who has been really incredibly good to to me and, and to us as a show on just a bunch of different levels. And a lot of it's not for air, but I appreciate it. I know some of you have your issues with him. And by the way, Fort Wayne Partello, I've never asked him about, but that Twitter hand, that just cracks me up. But I like him a lot. We went to lunch, and he gave me that same story two months ago. Um, But I felt like it was off the record, and so I didn't come in here to tell it. What I took away from that article today was that article wasn't about Kevin Acey. That article wasn't about Wayne Partello, about the pot. It was about you. Yep. It was about you as a fan group that none of you know what the fuck you want. When you go to the New York Yankees or the Dodgers or the Cardinals, they're going to tell you in order, we want navy and white, we want blue and white, we want red and white. Read the article. Get over your hang-up with Partello and Fowler and AC and read the article and go, oh, my God. We're the most fucked up fan base of all time because Kevin broke it down. When Wayne said it to me, he didn't say it in a manner that was disrespectful to any one of you. He just said it's not as clear cut as people want to believe. Because he said we bring people in, we do market research, and you have 50% that say this is great and 50% that says that sucks. Yep. And then if they like the brown and white, then you take another sample of that and 50% love that and 50% hate that. He goes, it's not that simple, man. He goes, it's what we have to do. And as a fan base, if we could get our fucking shit together instead of blaming the beat writer or bitching because the TV broadcasters are too fucked up for these old pricks in this town, Maybe we could once as a fan base accept a little responsibility and just say we don't know what the fuck we want. We don't know what we want in the booth. We don't know what we want on the field. We don't know what the fuck we want at the ballpark, because we're a bunch of fucking pinheads. <laughs> but no, it's everybody else, it's Kevin Acey's fault, it's Partell. I read that thing, I go yeah. I go, why are any of us shocked by this? No. We're the dumbest group of assholes. In Major League Bay, Base- even the goddamn Tampa Bay Rays
2: know what color they want. Yeah, <laughs> right. I love the Bartwood Fowler says, I'm glad you're here to witness this. Yes. Like, you can- I, can- I can't believe this shit. They should have had the goddamn Benny Hill song played yeah. the whole time. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, look around and go, I'm so fucked up. Yeah. 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 But I'm going to bitch about, I'm going to bitch about this. I'm going to bitch about that. They're trying. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not on the payroll. Yeah. I'm just a fan. But at least I know I was here for the Tom Warner era. They didn't try. I was here for the Jeff Morad era. They didn't try. The end of the Moores era, They John had bigger fish to fry. God damn, man. We cannot get out of our own no. way
2: in this town. No, I I, you know, I will say that. You're, you're right. I like the ownership group they have. I, I do. D- I do, because they are trying and they do care. I God, mean, if you, you and I were running
1: of- that team, we'd lose our shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we would this ownership group absolutely i think cares i think they do have a plan it's it's not going as fast as some of you want i mean i understand that it's frustrating when you see what the braves are doing because they're trying to follow the same thing and they're going at a faster pace but it's it's one of those where i think it's working in the right direction speak speaking of that is i went to a padre game the other day i want to address this because it was on on social media Go to a game the other day. Can't thank uh, Sean and Derek enough for hooking me up with the tickets. Oh, yeah. The tickets were absolutely fantastic. My family and I have not been to a Padre game. We figured since 2012. Wow. It's a long time. You know, yeah, six years that. we have not been to a game together. And so we go and we're sitting fantastic seats. I mean, we're like seventh row behind the Padres dugout. And my wife says, walking in, she goes, I'm going to get hit by a ball. i are not going to get hit by a fucking ball. You know, yeah. I, I go, look, all of us have played and the, the nets right in front of us. They have all this protective netting. Yeah. The ball if, for you to get hit. The ball's going to have to go over the net and hit you at, and go, come on, it's not going to have to climb the fence. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So she's she's had a couple like weird injuries the last couple of weeks where she was at work. The electricity goes out in her, in her office and she's trying to find to, to just get out. And she hits her toe underneath the door, the middle door, rips oh. her toenail right, oh. off, right, right ah. off. And she's had like three three th- weird things that have happened to her. And she's like, I know I'm going to get hit. This is the way my, my month has been going. So she, um, we, we go through the whole thing. And so we're having a good time. Food's good. Yeah. People around us are great. They know how to behave. Fantastic. All of a sudden. <laughs> here-
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all, allergies. All of a
2: sudden, here comes the Pod Squad. Okay. Oh, pod shit. Squad comes out. And I see him to my right. They're on the field. We've seen it a hundred times. And they're yeah. shooting, you know, whatever, shirts into the crowd. And I go, hey, the pod squad's over there. And I'm watching because I'm thinking, shit, she's already said she's going to get yeah. hit. So it, it's me. Are you standing or sitting? Sitting. It's God me. Damn. It's her. Okay. It's my son, Jake, who's 6'3". And then yeah. my son, Josh, on the end, who's 6'6". And you go, okay, whatever. I'm watching because I don't want to hear her shit. I just want to enjoy the game. Yeah. We're looking to the right, watching all of them, knowing none of the shirts are going in our direction. All of a sudden, one comes from the left side like they were in the in the aisle, and it just shot a line drive. I mean, a rocket, Jeff. God so, damn. So I, it goes past my first son, goes past my second son, and hits her. It, it came out so fast. That I thought the guy behind me... Got, no joke, I was wearing a, a damn Dodger hat. Yeah, of course. So, I, she's I, a in Padre our Panther. park? I know. You asshole. Just so you know, I was there with 30,000 other people wearing the same fucking hat. I wish it would have hit you right in your little nuts. Well, the, <laughs> so here's the, here's the deal. I got hit so hard in the head that yeah. that I thought the guy behind me literally punched me in the head. Yeah. I didn't realize what, what happened. I just thought the guy behind me got sick of my Dodger hat and jacked me. And as soon as I got hit and it pushed me forward, I went... Oh, fuck, it's on. I'm about to punch this guy as hard as I can. And yeah. I get hit, and I was like, shit, dude, I, I just got hit. And I heard the crowd go, ooh, like that. Yeah. And then I look over to her, and she says, I just got hit right in the eye. And I go, with what? And then the little kid in front of me had the shirt. The head went off her her eye, my head, into the kid's hands. Who the and, fuck's that kid? So <laughs> she was wearing a Dodger shirt, too, this little three-year-old. So anyway, here we go. I, I get smoked. I realize I'm not the one that got hit. She got hit and she was like fuck and i look at her eye and it doesn't look good it looks like someone straight up punched her. like a guy yeah. your size my size hit her in the face as hard as we could yeah and so boom we we had to take off and so i i was kind of saying to you you know you knew we were there and i said yeah. hey the day just took a turn yeah. for the worse and the padres were right on it Okay, yeah. This 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 is this whole story They're goes great. back to how the Padres, it's not just, hey, let's take your money and, and whatever happens, happens. Because on the back of that ticket, you hit by a ball. Yeah. You know, it's, this is the contract you signed. I'm sure there's nothing on the back of the ticket you hit by a T-shirt cannon that we're right. going to fire at you. But either way, the Padres immediately were concerned. Where are you sitting? Boom, boom, boom. At this yeah, point, they were right on it. Right on it. I was that shocked. That was cool. I didn't even know. My son told me as I was driving home. But I said, we had to go. I said, you want to go to first aid right now? She goes, no, I'd rather, I'd rather go home and take care of this myself. So I gotta go to work the next day. If I could show up with my eyes swollen shut yeah. and black guy being I did it. So she uh we go through the whole thing. Wayne Partello jumps in the Padres jump in. This conversation went on with the Padres till twelve thirty in the morning. And I wasn't milking it to go, no. Hey, you guys fucking know us. it was one of those where I said to Wayne They're great, Hey, Wayne, you understand my wife. She is one of those completely people accidents happen. That's why they're called accidents. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But when it wasn't malicious, it wasn't on purpose, she's not looking for anything. Wayne couldn't have been nicer. The Padres couldn't have been nicer. Hey, pick another game. We want to treat her on us to bring her out. she's like, I'm never fucking going back. Well, I go, hey. I go, you're going back. She, yes. goes, she goes, have a good time with the kids. I go, they don't care if I go back. They want you to go back yeah. and have a good time. You're the one that was injured. Yeah. And so th- they, were, they were extremely nice. I kept saying to Wayne, we understand, boom, boom, boom. But they, they went above and beyond because of that. And I'm a lot of you might go, oh, it's because you have nope. a microphone. I'm telling you, it's not that. If nope, it was anyone that would have done that, they would have done the same thing to try and make it right. They went above and beyond. I can't thank the Padres enough. It was a class move. It was the right yep. thing to do. And it was it just happened to deal with a person, meaning my wife, that was like, look, it was an accident. Nobody tried to injure me on purpose. No, but it, they it, have to
1: learn, Dave. I mean, the story just came out about the woman in Philadelphia who got hit. Oh, yeah, that's right. With I mean, the they're hot dog. duct taping hot dogs and firing them into the crowd. It, Dave, no joke. It, it looked yeah. like it broke that chick's orbital bone. Yeah. No, I think what it is, it's got to be training because you have these kids and they're excited and yep. the adrenaline's going. They don't realize what they have. And the people, there's nothing worse than probably what your wife, what Rita had, where you can't
2: prepare for it. No, it was and a line just, drive. It wasn't yeah. up in there. It was a line drive.
1: Yeah, so um, it's terrible. Hey. And I hope, if anything, those guys,
2: I, and I'm sure whoever, it goes without He said sense. right away, I'm going to investigate it first thing in the morning.
1: And I'm telling you it's already been addressed because, look, that thing, you guys handled it amazing, but not everybody handles it that way. What if it was
2: the little girl in front of me that got the bounce Well, I guarantee
1: Wayne thought that too. I guarantee Wayne and the Padres thought that same thing where you're like, dude, you go to the pod squad and you're like, look, man, people are not expecting this. You have to be careful. Shoot for the top deck or if you're going to shoot for the lower level – then go back and, and shoot it straight up in the air and just let it fall down to him, But you can't, yeah. Well, I'm glad she, I saw her tonight. She looked great. She I talked has, to her she has, about her. Her left
2: eye is a black eye. When she was talking, I was looking at where she was sitting facing her right side of her face was facing you.
1: No kidding. Well, I talked to her about her trip to Italy, and I hadn't even, so yeah. yeah
2: but she's she's fine. I mean, she what I mean is she understands. She works with little kids all the time. Yeah. She understands accidents. The Padres handled it great. Class organization, what I want to say. Couple things uh, that I took away on the field watching watching this team. Yeah. Will Myers, I understand, is a hot bat right now. Okay, here, here for everyone who freaks out about the three home runs he hit, they score, they score twenty runs against him. When you're pitching with a lead, the guy's just throwing it down the fucking middle. Okay, he just once yeah. the game over. It's called pitching with the lead. You aren't sitting there throwing 120 pitches trying to nitpick when you're winning by 15. Okay, fantastic. hit three home runs. How many home runs? Jeff brings this up all the time. It's the greatest point. How many home runs mean something? How many yeah. home runs tie a game, put your team in front? Will Myers is so fucking frustrating to me because when you look at him, you go, he's the most talented guy we have on the team. He's a fi- He could, technically he could be a five tool guy. Dude, he's playing left field, Jeff. Again, we're right behind the Padre dugout. He walked every fucking inning from the dugout to left field every time. I mean, he by the walked? Time, walked. There wasn't a jog, there wasn't anything. He walked. By the time he got to left field, the pitcher was done throwing his, his warm ups. And he going, man, what the fuck, dude? I mean, yeah. for anyone who's out there's ever coached baseball, tell your kid you got to hustle all the time, yeah. especially between the white lines, no hustle, man. Just walking on and off, and you're going, Jesus, what's your fucking problem? It's so frustrating where I look at him, and I go, if you were playing for a team like the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Yankees, would we see a different Will Myers? Would we see a different effort, or is he just a punk? Uh,
1: I don't know that I'd call him a punk. I would just say that I think there's definitely something different in his makeup. That's, that's frustrating, man. It, it's. A, I haven't seen that. I haven't. I haven't been to as many games this year as I've been in the past. But look, I. I've said it from, from day one. Um, <laughs> that to me, was not a trade that I've ever been a fan of. Just have never been a fan of that trade. As great as Castillo looks, yeah. coming out of the pen, I'm just telling you the return on investment for for what she gave up. Um may not be cash nor Rizzo but uh I've just never been a fan of it I just I I don't know I mean look it, it, it's, it's so basic but Dave the guys that have been popular in this town this is a military yeah old-school conservative town that's why guys like Tim Flannery were loved here yeah. even Eric Owens Eric Owens Randy Reddy John Crock, yep. those kind of guys were loved here because there were guys that that just got in and got after it and I think a guy like Myers, where it's just kind of a, a shrug your shoulders kind of attitude, whether intentional or not, is frustrating to people. Yeah. I think it's frustrating to you. I think it's frustrating to a lot of people. Because
2: he's technically the most talented guy on, on the team. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know how many five-tool guys are on Major League Baseball. This guy has yeah. the ability to be almost anything he wants. It's not like if he just gave a better effort. It's, well, it's frustrating it, to watch.
1: It's not quite at this part yet. But th- there are parts of this discussion that bring back so many memories of Ruben Rivera. It makes me crazy. Yeah, you're right. It makes me crazy again. I'll, I'll put I'll give Myers credit because Ruben was just Dumbest dumb, dumb, yeah, just dumb. And I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not around Myers. We were around Ruben. Yeah. You could see it where you're like, and you could see it in his teammates. And I think that's the other challenge too with Myers. Mike Matheny has been fired as the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and a lot of people were wondering how that happened. There's a guy named Mark Saxon who writes for the for the uh, Athletic, who wrote an article on Wednesday about the clubhouse culture within the Cardinals, and it talked about the relationship uh, between Bud Norris, the closer, and Dave. Help me out. Who's the setup guy? That throws 100- hundred Hicks. Hicks. And Hicks is a younger guy. Twenty-one years old. Twenty-one throws years 105 old. Five miles an hour. And Bud Norris has bullied him. Yeah. Bullied him and tried to uh, show him the way of the major leagues because Hicks has shown up late to meetings. And Mike Matheny signed off on it in the article written in The Athletic on Wednesday and said um, the article went on to say that Bud Norris will make reports on guys in the bullpen that are not doing things right. He'll give those to Matheny. And then Matheny, based on those reports, will issue fines to players. And said, yeah, you know, the, Matheny was quoted as saying, basically, the game's gotten soft. Well, management for the Cardinals, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, And that played a part, whether it was a big part, small part, whatever. That column played a part in Mike Matheny getting blown out. But ultimately, what he was saying is, it's okay for an older veteran player to kick a younger player that needs it in the ass. And while I don't necessarily agree with what Bud Norris was doing, I do think that there's a line to which a veteran player can grab a guy like Will Myers and be like, dude, run out there. If that's what really yeah. is going on, get your head in the game, man. Be a player. And who who's going to be? Freddie Galvis? Freddie Galvis? Villanueva? I mean, who do you have? Clayton Richard? I mean, I- you don't have anybody uh, and I think they wanted Hosmer to be that That's guy. We well, Hosmer thought. can't hit right yeah. now either.
2: No. You know you're right. It's one of those where I think maybe they thought, I, I'm sure they didn't expect Hosmer. you got to talk to them, but I think maybe they were thinking. Lead by example? Lead by example. Yeah, it's, it's very frustrating because there's a part of me that wants to see Myers do well enough where the Padres can trade him. But there's also part of me knows as soon as he starts doing well enough, he's going to go to another team, and he's going to be one of those guys who want to look back and go, fuck, that guy wore a uniform at one time.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. That is, as I've said to everybody for as long as they can remember, uh, it's been my favorite team for as long as I can remember. I, I, have, I couldn't be less impacted by Will Myers being on that team. Yep. I don't cheer for Will Myers. Um, I don't wish anything wrong for him. But for that guy, I'm like he's 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 a zero to me. I, there's no part of me that says, "Boy, I'd love to see Myers up in this situation." And for me, guys that through the years were that guy yeah. were started with the Garveys and then or the Gwens, yes. depending on what you wanted, the Caminettis, the Mitchells, the Clark's, even the Nevins, right? Klesko's yeah. to a certain extent. You wanted those guys up in that situation. I hope Hosmer becomes one of those guys. Myers has had – Myers, to me, has been one of the biggest miscalculations in the history of that team from start to finish, from making that trade through giving him an extension. If he's the NBA, uh, he's Jalil Okafor. Yeah, it's a great call. We go, yeah, he's here. Boy, he, we sure felt like he had all the natural ability in the world – and he just – he can't hang. No. I don't think Will Myers can hang at the major league level. And I, I think if that team should be concerned about anything, is you're coddling him. You're coddling that kid. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I, dude, I have no time for grown men being coddled. Give us a fuck what he feels like emotionally or – Fuck that guy. <laughs>
2: My attitude yeah. on him. Now, I'm with it, it is frustrating because you're looking at a last place team that is struggling. They've lost. They've only won two of their last ten games. Is Will Myers likable? I, you know, I, I don't know. I think honestly, I think Will Myers is the kind of guy you could go up in the seventh inning and say, "What's the score?" and he couldn't tell you. You know what I mean? Like he so, seems so out of it as far as not caring. When he walks from the dugout to left field, Jeff, that's equivalent of walking an entire football field. Yeah, he's walking an entire football field. going out there. All those young kids that that sit there and admire anyone that's wearing a Padre uniform. I mean anybody that's wearing a Padre uniform, to let alone the guy that's batting third with the effort. It's frustrating as fuck to watch. It, it drives me crazy. The team is so hard to watch right now when you see that shit. It's hard to watch these 20-5 to five games. It's hard to watch them lose. It's hard to watch them give up a run with a guy on first base and a guy steals second, and then all of a sudden, he's scoring from first base on an error to second. Yeah. The, Margot bobbles a ball in, in center field on Friday night. He comes all the way around on an attempt steal second base because the, the, the his just can't make an accurate throw margot can't pick up a ground ball it was insane to watch someone asked me i think it was, yeah. it, was, it, was it was uh nimitz asked us uh Nimitz yeah. asked us hey what's going on with brad hand my feeling brad hand you've watched his relievers forever yeah they're overusing them yeah you, you, too many back-to-back innings okay yeah. so hey what do you mean too many back-to-back innings? he's only throwing 40 pitches all right well let's count the ones he used in the bullpen to warm up yeah. let's count the ones he's using every inning to warm up by the time Brad Hand gets done, Brad 80. Hand's throwing, throwing 80 to 100 pitches a night. So now you're going, okay, we're going to bring him back again tomorrow and maybe the next day too. They're, they're using him the wrong way. They're killing him. They're killing his trade value if you plan on trading him. Yeah. Two is you aren't getting the production you want because you're burning this guy out. Ask anyone to say you're going to throw 100 pitches a day. That's what they're doing to Brad Hand. He's throwing too much. Well, it's why uh, – He lost control of his fastball. I don't know if you watched the game Friday night. It was a complete train no. wreck. Completely lost control of his fastball. Drilled a guy in the calf, a pinch hitter, a guy you never heard of before. Put the runner on base. It was, it was was The only pitch he had was his breaking ball, which yeah. was down to, what, 82.
1: But he's had that. He It feels like, Dave, he's been in that situation a couple of times this year where he's been on the tightrope, and you go, this guy's down to one freaking pitch. Yeah. And maybe it was the fastball because he couldn't place the breaking ball or vice versa. But you go, shit, man, I don't know. I don't know what the challenge is. But, look, it's one of the things I think we took for granted – with Boach, and I don't know if you want to give Darren Ballsley credit for it, but Ballsley's still there. They're doing it different. Boach was amazing at knowing how to use his bullpen.
2: Exactly. Which makes him a great manager. That's the difference of Boachy and Dusty Baker. Dusty yeah. Baker can never figure out the bullpen his whole I think career. Bud was pretty good at doing do the too. bullpen,
1: too. Yeah.
2: Do you think that has to do because, one, Boach was a catcher, two, is that Bud was a pitcher? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah because I, the Padres' bullpens have always been pretty good over the years.
1: And you never – yeah. And and it's – especially closers yes as well especially have been closers and doing it but they were not none of those guys even with Trevor with Trevor or Bell
2: shit Rod Beck any of those yeah. guys
1: that were doing it they weren't asking them consistently
2: to be two two winning guys yeah yeah too, too much it's it's it, right now it's just too much of killing the guy and you have guys in that bullpen that have been getting the job done which is uh frustrating that they're getting the job done
1: hey can I say this yeah. real quick though? Um Product on the field struggling, to say the least. But I went by there on Friday um, because when I mentioned what we were doing and the charities that we were doing it for, the Padres immediately said we were in. And they donated an Eric Hosmer signed baseball, Trevor Hoffman, which, by the way, says HOF.
2: That's
3: awesome.
1: Hall of Fame, Trevor Hoffman signed baseball. And the Padres also have donated, which will auction off on August the 1st. Uh, four field-level tickets, a batting practice experience, and a tour of the control room. Wow. All that stuff, really cool. They'll all three go individually. The balls are authenticated from Major League Baseball. I mean, Hosmer, Trevor Hoffman signed Hall of Fame Baseball, which by the time we see on August 1st, his induction would have been just a couple of days earlier. I just couldn't be more thankful to so many of you. Then... Uh, Jojo Tarantino, our man from the Padres, sending us a box of more minor league baseballs uh, that I should get tomorrow. I've got a ton of minor league baseballs already from really good impact players, courtesy of Madfriars and courtesy of Jojo and the minor league training staffs from all of the teams. Thank you so much. But our friend Dave Kaminsky, our friend Dave Kaminsky, who goes back with us to KFMB worked with us, reached out to me yesterday and said, man, I've got this for you, and I absolutely love it. They're two signed items, and Dave, I, I think we'll auction them off together. They're a signed photo and a signed baseball from Ken Caminetti. That's amazing. And they are unbelievable. Mud's donating his four tickets plus lunch with we have We do have from Tommy Howell at 1090 – a really cool signed Antonio Gates football that I believe says San Diego Chargers. It's right there,
2: right next to you.
0: Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> shit.
1: Just says Chargers, Antonio Gates, but it is signed it's a white panel football, uh signed by Antonio Gates. And sorry, I'll get back on mic. Um So we had gone back and forth. I didn't take anything directly from the team because I wanted to be open and and talk, and I felt like that would be very hypocritical. But when Tommy Howell stepped up and said, look, I have a Gates football, my feeling was individual party. There's plenty of us that love Gates, and uh, it's money going to a great cause. Yeah. And so that will be there. Steve Hamilton signed books will be there. Weddle's got a jersey for me. I just have to get together with him. We're going to auction that Weddle jersey off. Um, the Seals have sent me stuff, which is great. The Gulls. Oh, goddamn! I just realized I was supposed to see Derek Dawson yesterday morning at 8. Well, shit. <laughs> hope he wasn't there too long. Shit. I was supposed to go play bubble hockey. God damn it. He's probably still there. Oh, shit. All right. Well, eventually we'll uh, we'll get over and see. God damn it. Yeah, shit. I'm telling you guys, man, these things are running me into the fucking ground. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be so fun.
2: It's just gonna be such a fun night. All right. So if people show up, yeah, to pay, no, okay. no, no. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. They want to bid on one of these items. Oh yeah, shit. Okay. So they're paying through how? We're going check and cash. We we aren't going credit card.
1: No credit card. I don't have credit card. Yeah, you could do check or cash, okay. whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, check or cash. You could just make it up to me, and okay. then we'll uh. Well, and if one of these checks bounce, we're
2: sending the seals. Take care of it. God damn, I have buddies in the seals. <laughs> Dave does, too. Um, they told us they could kill you in eight seconds.
1: Yeah. And I think three of that is looking through your jewelry door. <laughs> Dave, I got to tell you something. I met a couple of those seals one time. I was out doing a show out there at uh, the Jack in the Box out in Santee. Boy, there were a couple of big guys. They went through four spicy chicken sandwiches. I said, oh you big guys are hungry tonight aren't
2: you um all right is coach on the list you inviting coach down?
1: that fucking gal never talked to me again <laughs> i listened back and um i'll just tell you i'm listening to that shit from the last one we did and i'm like
2: it is so great. It's so great. I don't even know. So I, the great. thing is, it's like, can, second and
1: third time to listen. I can't even look at you when I'm doing it. I gotta look. I, if I'm doing any of those guys, I can't look directly at Dave because if I look directly at you, I'm done. Well, I gotta tell you, I like it. I like it a lot. It keeps me uh, keeps me young when I hear you guys talking about me because a lot of times I just go home and I'll read the encyclopedia. It's how I got this extensive vocabulary. <laughs> No, that fucking guy won't show up. What are you going to do there with Lisa Ann? That's a good point. I'm going to put on my nicest suit, pocket scarf, and I'm going to tell her all about the time I had as general manager of the soccers, some of the difficult negotiations I went through with discount tire to get magnet <laughs> schedule night. And then I'm going to stop by the 7-Eleven on my way home. Dave, I'm going to get one of those hostess honey buns You heat that up, you put a little butter on it with some hot chocolate. That's a heck of a night. That's a Tory Pines Friday for you, buddy. But, yeah, those discount tire guys, man, Magnet Schedule Night, they wanted the big logo, but I held tight. We settled for the 14 font. (laughs) I still have about 9,775 of those if you want one. We only gave out. We had a tough night that night. I think there was a little bit of rain. We only gave out two hundred twenty-five of the 10000 I paid for. Might be why I'm not GM anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd like to talk to Lisa Ann about that. Because I bet all she hears all day are, God damn, you've got huge tits. <laughs> so I think she'd like to hear some of the struggles that the guy like me as a former baseball scout college athlete went through as an executive for a minor league team that nobody uh, really had heard of. Will you guys have food there.
2: Yes, we'll have we'll have drinks. You can buy your own beer. I've had
1: nothing but stadium hot dogs for four months. It's tough out there.
2: It's tough out there. <laughs> I just love the Navy Seals eating the spicy chicken sandwiches.
1: <laughs> oh. Why the fucking guy would ever talk to me?
4: Well, i sorry. One David. I'll tell you one thing, baby. I'll tell you, oh look who it is. Guess who's back? Your friend Johnny Ballgame.
2: <laughs> Johnny Ballgame.
1: <laughs> All those assholes will be there. Are we doing anything on mic? I keep getting asked, people think we're gonna be on mic that night. I don't really have any
2: interest in doing anything on mic. No, we wanna we wanna talk to everybody. Well the mi- the microphone will be there, but that's gonna be best to run the auction, correct? To try and yeah. we'll, we'll talk to pe- some people that way. But we want to hopefully this night is just about the people that will show up that love the show that will get a chance will get to talk to because we never know exactly who are the people that are listening. We know there's uh, a tremendous following, which we appreciate greatly, but it would be nice to talk to some of those people.
1: The funniest goddamn thing on Twitter today regarding this was Tracy Waldron, who is uh, there's so many of you that I geekster. I love to death. Fryer. Right. It's just goddamn. Fryer just gets shredded every time. That old goat will be there just because we love him. He's a little, a little creepy towards you. <laughs> you better just be. Is he coming down? Will we see him? Goddamn right, he's okay, coming. I hope so, goddamn right, he's coming. So Tracy wrote today. This struck me so goddamn funny. I wish I could find it, but we don't get uh, we don't get internet
2: in the garage. <laughs> I get it just fine. But okay, go ahead. Tracy's it's literally right here, two feet from your face. Okay. Don't don't get don't get
1: anxious, asshole. See if I can find it. All right. Uh, so Tracy wrote today on Twitter that she had had a full conversation with her husband, and then realized. Hang on, let me see. I think I just found it. Then realized uh, halfway through the conversation that her husband was out cold, didn't hear anything. That's of it. Awesome. I just had a full on conversation with my husband, only to look over and see that he'd fallen asleep and didn't hear a word of it fucking was done right so then i wrote to her and i said uh when did you realize he was out and uh she said hang on i'll tell you right now because this internet's fucking great really helping out so uh she said i was trying to tell him about the caminetti ball and all the, all the other cool stuff you guys are going to have i'm going to keep whatever you uh we bid on all to myself i go well that's fine I said, he may not get out of the parking lot after that display. But I asked, how long were you talking before you realized he was out cold, right? Yeah. Because that's what every husband wants yeah. to know. How much of a window do I have before I'm dead? She said, well, it was a while because I told him about the Caminetti Bowl, and then I was trying to recall other stuff you guys will have. I got through quite a few items when I realized I wasn't getting any response. <laughs> Fucking <A>. hey. <laughs> I read that shit today, Dave. I was just dying. How many? We have like 40 items. That's
2: awesome. we do. We have a lot of stuff.
1: Tracy knocked out like 30 of them. That's funny. And then we 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 we.
0: Realize he was odd. out
1: cold. Um any Oh, shit. We didn't even mention this shit. Hang on. God damn it. I'm Trying not to break everything over here. Real quick cuz I'm going to I'm going to forget if I don't do this. Um so here are the latest ratings. For men twenty five fifty four. Uh starting with mornings, men six to nine. Men twenty-five fifty-four is the key demographic, okay? Through the Nielsen reading uh, ratings through the month of June. The number one morning show in San Diego now is Hardwick and Richards. It's another reason why your problem's not with Wayne Partello or Kevin A.C. or anybody else, your problems with yourself. Because that's the number one morning show right now. On average, 1,300 men, twenty-five, fifty-four listening at any one time between 6 a.m. and 9. Now what, dropping to okay. second place. That's number
2: one, 1,300? 1, 1,300.
1: Wow. Dropping to second place are Ben and Woods to 900. It's a pretty dramatic swing. Pretty dramatic swing that's yeah. put Ben and Woods second. This is the number that's hysterical. On average from six to nine AM in the morning, one hundred men, twenty five fifty four, listen to Dan Silio.
2: That's insane. Do you understand? Literally you could pull up to a four way stop as we joke around all the yeah, time. There's
1: more people in the fucking trolley. Yeah.
2: Get out yeah, no kidding. Get out of the car and just start talking. There's people more people hear you than are hearing him. Hardwick and Richards are beating Silio thirteen
1: to one but consistently.
2: You know, it's the again. It's uh, someone said to me this week. That's the that's the tallest man in a short man contest. Yeah. I mean, those that 1,300 is a really low number. But yeah, that's number one.
1: Uh, nine to noon. Uh, Woods numbers XPRS takes over, and now Dan Lebitard is winning from nine to noon with twelve hundred. So he's beating Colin Coward. Yeah. Wow. H- heard right now. Yeah. Five
2: hundred. That's amazing.
1: Nobody's listening to The Herd except for people uh, that are not listening to Jim Rome, who's dying again, which is 300 people. But what's funny is Rome is tripling the audience of Cilio. Cilio continues to be a zero zero. So
2: people literally turn the dial to go back to Rome over Cilio. Well, three. That's true. I mean, basically three to one. (laughs) Still a zero zero
1: um, for Rome. Now we go nine to noon. Uh, Darren, 1,900. Okay. Uh, KLSD, which is Mark and Rich, 900. He's beating them by 1,000, crushing them. And then uh, uh, Doug Gottlieb, 0,0, maintains the 300 people listening to Rome. Afternoons is Scott and BR, 1,800 uh, people listening. KLSD with the cannons, uh, best rating, Cannon's number oh just behind uh, Nick and, and Judd, 1,200, which is tied with the fan at 1,200. Now, I don't know if you want to give credit for that to Padre Baseball. I don't know how much of that goes to to Gwyn and Elo. I don't know, but those tell you the numbers. Right now as we sit, the fan is 0.0 in their key demographic, meant 25-54 from 6 a.m. to 3
2: p.m. Here's here's the deal. So you think what is the investment? Okay, what your return on your investment if you're basically paying their salaries. Forget about just even the advertisers. Yeah. Okay. If you're the fan, you're paying in the millions to have the rights of the Padres. Yeah. It's garbage. That's I mean it's it's brutal. Yeah, garbage.
1: And the funny thing was is the feeling I mean, you still have Rich Herrera on the air. Is he? Yeah, Saturday okay. show yesterday, and his hot topic yesterday afternoon was Hey, how do you feel about grown men wearing a baseball jersey? I'd like to hear from some of the women out there. <laughs> I'm like, Well, you don't fucking, yeah. I hope you don't have plans tonight, Rich, because you're going to be sitting there till about midnight waiting for that call to come in. Because <laughs> personally, I don't mind rocking, and this is what Rich said yesterday. It was great. Look, all, I'm I'm all about rocking a Hosmer jersey. Now I don't have one, but if I had one, I'd wear it.
2: He's a JT Snow one, I guarantee it. Oh shit, coming in hot. Look at you. The what do you mean by that? Another Giants fan. Yes. Yeah. He's got a Longoria. Guaranteed. What the hell's going on? James Shields. Is Coach
1: still on there? Is he still doing stuff? You know, Dave, I'm on there. Yeah, I'm on there sometimes. It's great because I like to show up. I got to even shit out. I show up in my Clay Kirby jersey. <laughs> People like that one a lot. And then I re- I try to remember the Alomar jersey. Which one do I have? Do I have Robbie or Sandy? Not Sandy Junior. Sandy Senior. Maybe, maybe I think Sandy Senior is one of the most underrated third base coaches in all of baseball. I remember having this conversation a lot with the late Dave Garcia. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's funny as hell. Anyone who's ever been in the Padre press box? will laugh at that right there. Shit. He
1: said he could coach on my staff anytime. But I said, me too. <laughs> if I ever go back to USIU, I'd love to have Sandy Sr. there. I'll tell you the other thing that Sandy Sr. was good at. Boy, could he steal signals.
0: <laughs> and he made a hell of a chalupa.
1: <laughs> this made my day on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Derek Snyder. Did you see this? Did not. Shameless plug for a new podcast I started with my kids, age 5 through 12, as a summer project. Three episodes in, having a lot of fun. Kids kids have had a big part in all of it. Was inspired by Dave, Dave, Jeff, Sean, and Barbecue War Stories. Listen or subscribe at kidsinthecave.com. That's cool. Now, how great That's is that? Good. That's a great. Thank idea. you so much, Derek. That's a great I love idea. that because my son does all kinds of NBA shit, talking about it that I'll never remember. But, but I just that made me really happy. Jeff, I don't blame you at all. A couple of times I've had guys from juvenile hall, and I've said, "Hey, if you would like, I can come down and talk to the guys about some of the things that I've done in my life." And they say, "You know, Coach, I think they've suffered enough." <laughs>
0: Dave, oh you're telling-
2: Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> One day we're just going to do the whole show. I don't even want you here. I just want Coach. We're going to do the whole show with, you on the, with the Coach on the other side.
1: You know, Dave, what I think of... People talk about great inventions. They talk about the airplane or the flying car, all those great things that we love so much. But you know what I think is an incredible invention? It's the Juicy Lucy Burger, which looks like a normal burger from the outside, and then you bite in... And it's melted cheese in the middle. <laughs>
2: juicy Lucy.
1: Juicy Lucy, David. Help if you learn the name. I don't know what a J.C. Lucy is. But a Juicy Lucy, that's Americana. One of those right there and a full liter of Kamchatka vodka. And all of a sudden, all <laughs> your pain goes away.
0: <laughs>
1: I tell you what, some of the best scouting reports I did for the Boggs Agency came after a Juicy Lucy. Because you look at it and you say, "There's no way there's any cheese in that thing," and then you bite in, and tears stream down your face because it feels like you just bit into molten lava. But my God, does it taste good! <laughs> and yet I do, Dave. I soak up the melted cheese with some of those Lay's sour cream and onion chips.
2: <laughs> I gotta try it sometime, Coach. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> You know you I, ever spill uh, that on your suit? No, no cheese on your suit. Oh, I have.
1: I have. But right now the
0: Try <laughs>
1: Try <laughs> cleaning's a little expensive. So I just have one of Randy's dogs lick it off. (laughs) (laughs) One time it landed right by my keys, but that's a story I'm not comfortable telling. (laughs) Uh, That's about, well, there was something else I was going to share with you. What the hell else was it? Uh, Oh, I know know what it was. A lot of people got upset. Because I told the story last week that I'd been signing autographs for seventeen dollars. Yes, and people have said, "Hey, that's not Greg Booker." And it, it when I heard it back, I was kind of ashamed because I ripped people off. So since that time, I've kind of ha- I've seen the light and I feel better. Now I'm only charging nine dollars and telling everybody I'm Tim Tuffle. <laughs> <Is> that's right. <laughs> Much better. Much better. Because you still get a dollar change if you give me a 10. But a lot of times they're just like, "Hey Tim, thanks for uh, all the memories." And uh and they'll let me keep that dollar. And that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. I don't even have to walk anybody across the street. I don't even know what that means.
2: <laughs> all right, let's get the fuck All right, out of yeah, here. real quick. We will get some in a second also as well. That's hey, what've we been Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools?
1: Alan- oh man, I I'm a hell of a swimmer. I remember they recruited me. I was going to be in the 80 Olympics. They wanted me to be in the 80 Olympics. I was going to be part of that great team with rowdy Gaines. I was going to be part of it. I was going to swim anchor on the 8 by 800 I Ru- could really fly. The Russians got in the way? Yeah, they got in the way. Otherwise, I'd have been there. I probably would have been on. I don't know that I would have been on the cover of a Wheaties box because a lot of good people were on the Wheaties box. But I, I'm pretty sure I could have been on the cover of the Fruit Loop box. How long <laughs>
2: How long did it take you to shave your body, Coach?
1: Oh, it was a a challenge, Dave. Because all of us from Solana Beach were hairy fellows. But it was fun. What I like to do, what we challenged each other to do, is we would get a training pool full of nair, and we would just jump in. But sometimes my bangs got caught in it, and that left for an uneven hairline. (laughs) Embarrassing for the team photo. So I was the one guy in the team photo. I was the tallest guy in the team photo. I was also the one guy that had my swim cap on. Well, here's
2: the deal. Okay. If you missed your swimming days, Alan Taylor's your guy. 20 years in San Diego, Taylor made pools. They're the ones that will give you that dream pool, Coach, to make sure everything's right for you. Don't wait. you got to call Alan Taylor right now. It is hot as can be out there. A swimming pool in the backyard would be absolutely perfect. Saltwater technology, waterfalls, grotto, slides, you name it, Coach, everything right there. Alan Taylor can hook you up. 619-449-4452, 619 619- 449-4452 also follow alan on twitter at teammate pools
1: well you know i'll tell you the one thing that i love dave when you talk about tailor-made pools is it brings back memories of me as a young kid when my dad would take me to pepperdine university for the film in a battle of the network stars and one of the things i was always amazed by a lot of the guys that were in the group were amazed by the physiques of heather lockley or Jacqueline smith or some uh, Charlene Tilton, but for me, what I was amazed by was the athletic ability of Parker Stevenson. <laughs> what a swimmer! What a swimmer! And yeah. I think his name was James MacArthur. I think he was the sidekick on Hawaii Five O. He could really swim too. And I'll tell you another guy who'd shock you with his ability in the pool. This guy, this guy was a first-round draft pick, William Devane. <laughs> and <laughs> they, right. I'm telling you, if Taylor Made pools. If Alan wasn't so busy helping people out, he'd be smart. He'd sponsor Battle of the Network Stars. Maybe we could do it down here. We could have Mark Mullen against Carlos Emesco in the pool. (laughs) Battle of the local Network Stars. I would like to see that. Yeah. Don't get creepy, Dave. It's an ad. (laughs) He sponsored the show. But I tell you what, that William Devane, oh, my goodness. He could swim like a seal. Not like an actual seal. Not your buddies, the Navy Seals. I hope they don't get mad at me for telling that that they ate four spicy chicken sandwiches and they cracked
2: their knuckles a lot too <laughs> also daniel tyler superior fence company daniel doing a great job since 2005 daniel tyler can do anything you want when it comes to fencing every job is an easy job 760-745-4846 Don't forget, Superior Fence Company, 760-745-4846. He will make sure that he comes and gives you those free estimates, even on Saturdays all over San Diego County. Specializes, though, in the North County A-plus rating with BBB, fully licensed and insured, SanDiegoSuperiorFence.com. Don't forget about our buddy, Daniel Tyler. Well,
4: I'll tell you the one thing, David, Well, what's-his-name over there goes and figures out what the fuck he was talking about. The one thing that I wish he told me about Dan Tyler was when I had all these fuck media members, Trotter, that fuck, Steve Quiz, that little fucking piece of shit. Paul Rudy, I wish I could have had Dan Tyler build me a 14 foot fucking high fence around my practice field so I didn't have to listen to you assholes ask me every day what was going on on the field. Hey, Ryan Leaf doesn't look like he's playing so good. Oh, is that right? Captain Obvious? (laughs) Right, Eddie?
1: Geez, a big tall fence between my office and yours
4: would be. Oh, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I haven't been back in a month. And that's how it starts, Ed? (laughs) All I wanted was a nice warm bowl of chili out of you. What's up, goddamn baby crackers? And then you gotta take a shot at me? You learned more football from me, you little fuck. Then you uh, who who taught you something? Devaney? Give me a goddamn break. But I wish we had a big, tall fence, David. We could have a big, tall fence. No, I probably would have let you and that very sweet Jenny Kavanaugh in <laughs> all these other fucking idiots hey how how long's uh how long's Marty gonna be here he can't win in the playoffs you don't think I know that and I got Dean coming down goddamn Dean with his bullshit questions shit because he's one big goddamn fence how the fuck was Dan Tyler when I needed him but I'll tell you what if you're lucky enough today, Telesco, you little fucking noodle arm, I'd build that fence as tall as I could build it. Eddie! <laughs> build a fence, Eddie.
1: Well, build a fence right around your grave, John, so I never have to fuck.
4: Did you cuss at me? Oh, I swear to God, Dave, I'm going to have to end this spot because somebody here is going to need his mouth washed out with soap.
1: Yeah, tastes good. Are they paying for any of these
2: spots yeah. in it? <laughs> Yes, they are. This is fantastic. Better than anything Stern does. Jesus, is awesome. Yeah. All right. It's fantastic. All right, don't forget about Brian Curry. Brian Curry is fantastic when it comes to real estate. Brian's our guy. Selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. And I'm telling you, I, this is what I did yesterday. All right. We made a trip to Coronado. Okay? Oh, beautiful down there. It was, like, it was like my there. first Saturday in, in over a year that I wasn't coaching baseball. So my wife and I said, let's go to Coronado. Yeah, But nice. I said, before we go to Coronado, we're going to go to IB. <laughs> we're gonna hit IB. We're gonna drive around. We want to see how much it's changed. Because I said Jeff hates nothing's changed IB, and he hates City Heights. Did you have the window down? <laughs> I, did. I did not have the window down. Did you go down Palm Avenue? I did. I went down Palm Avenue. Yeah. And then went through. What I don't know what. It's a go- big
1: prison wall, like you're in
2: Attica, oh, between Jesus. the the westbound and the
1: eastbound traffic.
2: Yeah, I'm telling you right now, people are. Were you s- felt like you were in Attica, didn't you? No, I didn't feel like I was Attica. You I'm saying that. there are people who are buying those houses and ripping them down and building beautiful homes, and it's by the beach. What are you going to do? It's still by the beach. We wear an IB. Then we shot down the Strand. Then we went to Coronado, walked around uh, the Hotel Dell, We went to uh, a restaurant we used to do and I used to do commercials for. For Casa Azul? Yeah, Casa, Casa Azul. Casa Azul? Yeah. It's for, fucking great, isn't it? It was great. It was actually yeah. better than I remember. We had a yeah. good time. Did you sit outside or in? I was so fucking hot, dude. I sat inside yeah. and that. Okay, by the way, there's no air conditioning in here. I go just stick to one of these fans, and I felt great. It was, honestly, it was, I'm doing a commercial for them all of a sudden, but I'm telling you, it was inexpensive. The food was good. Same ownership they had when you and I used to do commercials at KFMB.
1: Yeah. We had a
2: great time. We're uh, we're in Coronado for about three, four hours.
1: Coronado's amazing. What I love is that uh, Don Orsillo lives in the Keys. Yeah, Kays. Or uh, in the Kays, sorry. I'm thinking of the Florida Keys. Yeah, lives in the K's and- uh Mud consistently tells them they lives in North I.B.
2: <laughs> you know, I kept thinking, though, as I was driving by there saying, Ursula lives here. Petco is just right there. You know what I yeah. mean? It's not far at all. And poor Mark's driving all the way back to Alpine every night.
1: Driving back. But the, at least with Mud, where Mud's at versus the caves. if you're at the caves and you're like, you know what, let's go out and get uh slice of pizza or do whatever. Yeah. Well, you either got to go into I.B., you got to drive 25 minutes to get to, like, if you have your choice, live in Coronado. Yep. K's are nice, though. They are but nice. But you can't, you better get whatever you need coming in. And oh, how the fuck are we talking about this when we're supposed to be talking well, about because I'm, I'm
2: going to tell you why in a second. I looked up the value of what, what was it would cost to go to live in the K's oh, and shit. what it li- yeah. takes to live in IB and everything else. Yeah. And so we were saying, we were sitting there going through it and going, okay, if you want to live in the K's, let's say you want to live in a, a two-bedroom. And the K's right now, you're looking at about 1.2 million. Yeah. Okay. But the K's, it's beautiful. You're right there by the water. It is. It's easy to get around as far as if you love Coronado, and Coronado is great. The K's are a great place to be. Either way, IB, if, as I talk about IB, and Jeff's not going and be your neighbor, but I'm telling you, people are ripping those houses down, and they're building them back up, and they're changing the way John IB's from is Cincinnati's
1: like, shit, I oh, was eight years ahead of my time.
2: When's the last time you drove over there where John from Cincinnati was filmed? Everything's gone now. It's all gone. They tore the motel yeah, down. Brand new condos building right up. Is that right? Yeah, pretty nice. You would live there in a second. I'm telling you right now. Don't, you, don't. You live in one of those condos where John from Cincinnati was.
1: David, I'd live there in a second because right now I'm currently living under five boxes in the parking lot of the Poway Entertainment Center, the Performance <laughs> Out Center. And it's a crazy night when country superstar Terry Clark comes to town. But other than that, it's relatively safe. Um, I am about six weeks away from having my man BC and I yes. go out and hit the road, figure out where we're going to go. Um, I don't know. I'll be close to La Mesa. I know that. Although those little prick kids of mine wear me out more every day. <laughs> um, but it's great. And there's so many different things going on right now in the real estate market. They've ultimately what it comes down to is a couple of things that I, I like to point out about Brian Curry. When we were putting the event together for August the 1st, He was the first guy to jump in and say, I'm in. Yep. And no matter what we are doing in this community, no matter what we want to do or be a part of, I know he's going to be there. But um, with everything that has been going on and challenges and stress and everything else, that's probably the least stressful part of the whole thing. I agree with you. Is that I know uh, I'm looking forward to that day. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And I know That for Brian, it's not just a commission. And you go, Yeah, that's what it is for a lot of people. It's how can I help you figure out where you want to be? And he's he he gets the game because, yeah, not only for me, but for any of you. But I loved when he said, Hey man, if we get somebody closed and you mentioned the Dave and Jeff podcast, we're kicking a grand to the event. And I know that he will be active, you'll be active, I'll be active, Tracy will be active. With all the silent auction items. It's going to be so much fun. And at the end of the night, when we get to thank all the charities that will be there, so many of them will be represented. Um, And I will. I will make a point of pointing out Dan Tyler, Alan Taylor, uh, Brian, Ryan, all the guys that have been our partners, have had our back on this thing, from day one. I just I couldn't be more thankful to them. I couldn't be more appreciative. I know Dave, you feel the same way. Exactly. And uh because it's their support that allows us to think big and go chase these things. Yeah, I could tell you all day long he's gonna help you with your house. Twenty years of success with Coldwell Banker does that. This is why I want you to know why he's such a champion uh, and why we think the world of him and you will too.
2: Absolutely. Here's Brian's number, six one nine. Two five one one five eight eight six one nine two five one one five eight eight.
1: Um let me see what else is going on. Have you been watching Lee Sands travels through
2: Italy? Yeah. Is she ever coming back? (laughs) Here's what goes through my mind. Dumb things like this. She's been gone so long in Europe that I'm thinking, how does she pay her bills? <laughs> like, like did, who gets make, the mail? Yeah, who's getting the mail? Who's, who, is she paying everything online? Like, I'm thinking, I can imagine being away that long to make sure everything at home would be okay. Do you turn the water off? What do you What do you do in that situation? But she has been so busy to know that when she comes back, immediately she's shooting down to San Diego. Yeah, coming down. Yeah.
1: It's really funny. Um, I'll tell you this, and then this will be it for me. So, I've been working... And I appreciate everybody who has followed our friend Erica Leak, who's gonna help us a lot with this podcast. A lot of great ideas as we grow the business end of it. But she is um, she describes herself as American-born Chinese, so A B C. Yeah. But the one thing I have learned about her is incredibly nice, but doesn't always catch on to sarcasm, which yeah. you can imagine it's what a great our relationship you got going on. Right? Um so the other day, uh, my brother says to me, hey, man, will you find out who built her website? And I just start laughing because I'm like, I know what this answer is going to be. And he goes, because I'm I'm kind of in the market of building my own, and uh, and I, but I couldn't find the name of the company. So I check with her. She's in D.C. at some crazy dinner and luncheon. And I'm like, I don't know how you're going to get around to helping this show, but she will. And uh, I said, hey, my brother's wondering, oh, Dave, you'll love this part. Yeah. She said, uh, I said, hey, my brother wants to know um, who did your website. She goes, you have a brother? <laughs> She's known my dad seven years. Oh, that's funny. My dad never mentioned never my once. brother and my sister, which is so great. She's like, yeah, your dad only talked about you. Ah, they really appreciate you around <laughs> Well, they appreciate me. <laughs> they don't appreciate the other two so uh she goes oh i built it i designed it i wrote the copy i did the whole thing well at some point as the great kenny rogers the late kenny rogers once said you need to know when to hold them yes. know when to fold them and i can he's not dead I, shit i don't think he's dead as the great kenny rogers said i don't know why i thought he was dead yeah, I'm almost i think i was positive no, oh i was thinking of george jones fuck i'm an asshole as Kenny Rogers said, you need no one to hold them, no one to yeah. fold them. At least you, you quoted the right guy. Yes. Yeah. So I'm looking and I go, I'm working with somebody who's building websites and designing them and in these meetings. I said, look, I, I think this is probably just for my own self-esteem where I get out of the game. Yeah. And I go, I think I should probably just get out of this game. And I said, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a metal detector And some cool sandals and some dark socks. And I'm just going to start hanging out in IB and I'm going to find nickels. Well, like I said, she doesn't understand sarcasms, And she writes back, do you own a metal detector?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kenny Rogers will be 80 next month, by the way. God bless him. God love him.
1: Dave, (laughs) do you have any tickets for his concert coming to Casino Palma for me and my nephews? My nephew should be out of Donovan State Prison by then. They were falsely accused of 17 different crimes, and I've been accused of using slugs in a payphone to call their show. I'm using currency. It may be Puerto Rican, but it is recognized in the great 50 states of the United States of America as legal currency. <laughs> I've also got a new job. You should all be proud of me. I'm stealing food trucks and then selling them back at a profit. I don't know what the fuck. What the fuck's the mayor doing? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Lisa Ann gets back.
2: And how are the shirts? That's all I need to know. And then I'm done. The, the shirts will be okay. I'm, I'm not going to describe them. To them. I'm going to send you the artwork when I get them tomorrow. All right, I will say this. Yes. We are raising money for charity. The shirts are going to be
1: for sale. Yes. That night. However, oh, I've got uh this will be I know I've said it. Billy's getting a free shirt. Right? Yeah, of course. 1500. Yeah. He's donating. All right. What's our what's our We've got some dudes that donate yeah. some big money. Well, I the, know they'll all buy them. Yes. I, you guys all buy. Them. Fuck it. We'll worry about that later. Um and I found the Jack Daniel's bottle. And I just, I'm um, stoked. Katie Temple's yeah. coming down. So many people are coming down. All I need to know, Dave, is for you right now, let me ask you this. Who do you want media-wise there? You talk about Susan. She'll come down. Yeah, dude. of course. She'll be there. Anybody else you're thinking of? There we go. Fuck, man, these are the guys. Stacey Taylor telling me he's coming up yes, from Mexico. that's awesome. Means so much to me personally. I hope people, are, I tried to get to, I'm hoping Ken Kramer will show up. I have reached out to him. Um but I don't know if there's anybody else. Stevie Woods will be there. Yeah,
2: we'll throw uh, we'll throw it out to the audience. You tweet us, you tell us who you want. But do you have anybody us, right now you're looking nah, at there's, I'm so looking forward to this event. I'm looking forward to the people that, that follow the show, talking to the people that love the show. I'm looking forward to the whole deal. I want to see yeah. to see everything happen.
1: Disappointing Joseph's yeah. locked in from seven to eight. Sean Walchef and Callie Comfort are coming down. Uh, and that part and what I'm just telling everybody, I I, I would think this goes without saying. There is no dress code. No. If you want to show up in shorts and And flip-flops, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's right on a golf course. It's outside. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we'll do, uh, if you need voicemails or whatever, um, but Dave's right. We're just very, very thankful to all of you for, number one, supporting the cause, uh, supporting John Van Zanty, Bob McElroy. uh, McDonald House will be there. Yellow Ribbon will be there. Local chapter of ASSPA will be there. Just great people, man. Thank you to everybody. Um, yeah, on Twitter at Dave Pele. On Twitter, Jeff Dodson. How long did this go? This
2: was an hour 55. God damn, that felt long, but it was yeah. fun. <laughs> well, Jeff, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get myself
4: a big bowl of minestrone out of respect to your poor wife who took one in the eye. What kind of man lets his wife get hit in the face?
2: Didn't even see it coming. It's so fast. Well, I'll tell
4: you what, David, and I, I said this to Jeff, I thought it'd be a perfect time to put some Ike Turner <laughs> pictures out on Twitter, and then Softy Ed said, don't do it.
3: You know what? That's real funny.
2: Domestic violence isn't a joke,
1: John. Oh, my God, John. That's really funny. Yeah, everybody loves a good Ike Turner joke.
2: I'll tell you
4: what, Ed. Ike wouldn't have handled you. I bet Tina put up more of a fight than you're going to put up tonight. Because I'm going to take you back behind the barn and give you a good old-fashioned boot in the butt.
2: <laughs> Um, are we going tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, we cannot go out tomorrow, no problem. All right, quick question for you before you before you get out of here. Yeah. I'd planned on going an hour tonight. That worked okay. out well. I know. Hey, We've hey, been here though. Yeah. Okay, so here you go. ESPN wrote to me the other day and said, Hey, you still down for covering the NFL for us next year Charger football. So my question to you is, should I ask ESPN said, Look, I know I've done the Chargers for twenty five years. Yeah. Should I switch over to the Rams? Switch to the Rams, and I'll take the Charger game. I was thinking if I switch over to to the Rams, it's a 20-minute further drive each way, but it's only for a couple years, but it's the Rams. Yeah. Do I switch organizations? Yeah. All right, I I might throw that out there.
1: All right, and then I have Sundays off. Give me the Charger game, and we'll
2: compare notes. (laughs) be the end of the Sunday night podcast. You know, it'll probably be the end of the Sunday night podcast. I do get home normally. I get home by 7.30. It's kind of funny. I do get home by 7.30. Anyway, I just wanted to throw it out there. Which one would you take? But that, that's it right there. I'll, I'll contact them tomorrow, see so where we stand. Yeah, okay. I think
1: that's it. And I think we got everything else covered. Yeah, we're all good. It's okay. crazy time. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Good deal. All right, see you guys tomorrow.
0: Every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling
5: fine, waiting here to find the sign that I can understand Yes, I am. So every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine. Waiting here to find the sign that I should take it slow. Here I go, here
3: I go, here I go. Oh, oh forgetting the go to another dimension. My mind, body's holding prison. My eye. Probably going ballistic, but listen, I'm missing a couple of screws. They ain't never do drill and Drew, you've been zipping away at the truth. A double side of wisdom, a you, do. Rollin' duke, hittin' switches, rollin' dishes, blowin' kisses Till the bitches holdin' business. what's the business? Beat the system, go to business, blow the sentence Go to prison, go to church and pray the Father, Lord, forgive me And only God can judge me, and he don't like no ugly I look so fucking good, most likes are fuckin', buddy Yeah, I'm a piece of shit, I know I plead the fifth I tell her, holla if you need some dick The devotion is getting hopeless, but hold it I'm getting closest. my soul is I'm seeing
0: ghosts as a soloist now a poet, hypnosis, overdose on potions Adjusting to the
3: motions and getting out of my Every emotions
0: Every day I spend my time Drinking wine, feeling fine Waiting here to find the sign
3: Got them bustin' up the clip in the middle with of the office. In the message to the bosses. The misfits, new outfit is on the block, list gorgeous souls Keep it saying that they caustic it. Cause so the postures get a nauseous. Cause I ain't even mad yet. Niggas caught me in a good mood. Paparazzi Rossi when nag a nigga chillin' at the back check. Hope they show me in my good shoes. When Papa got the brand new back. Got the brand new rap, that's good news. Hood dudes usually don't look like you. I better get a deal and come back and the whole look like you. Screaming squad, hold it down. Can't drive, bitch, I'm legally blind, bitch. If I live and die, it's up to me to decide. Shit, niggas copin' guns like they're legally bought. The only key to survive and get a piece of the pot is to agree with a lot or just believe it for side, bitch. And I'll be fine just a drink in my wine, bitch. I got the
5: love vibes chirping at the window. But I don't need love no more. I'll be fine sipping wine, taking time slow I got the love vibes surfing at the window But I don't need love no more I'll be fine sipping wine So every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine Waiting here to find a sign Out the window. I don't need love no more. Oh, no. I'll be fine. Sipping wine, taking time. Love, love, love. First love. Out the window. I don't need love no more. Oh, no.
0: I'll be fine. why wine, taking time.